This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, here we go. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has confirmed the name of the man behind Sunday's standoff in Minneapolis where the two police officers and the paramedic got killed. First responders. Shannon... Gooden, 38 years old, died after fatally shooting Burnsville police officers Matthew Ruge and Paul Emstrad and firefighter paradem- paramedic Adam Feinseth. Sergeant Adam Medicott was also injured. He's the one that came last to help the officers and the paramedics. This all came out of uh, Hennepin County's medical examiner's office. Uh, of course, the shooter killed himself. The children and the wife are safe. He barricaded himself in the house. He didn't hear the story. Uh, it was a house he was renting in Burnsville, and this happened Sunday morning. Uh, they got a call that a domestic was going on. Those are the worst calls for police officers, I understand. And they came out there, and the one officer uh, started an exchange of fire with the gunman inside the house. He had multiple, mul- I mean, tons of ammo, many, many guns. He was on Facebook before this, displaying his guns, had videos up on social media about shooting the guns. He has a rap sheet a mile long. I mean, it's, you know, all the flags are there. So this, I, I don't understand when they have a domestic here and they do their homework and they see that this is a person that is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. They only send two police officers. Why wouldn't you send like, you know, a whole army? Mm-hmm. But these things happen and it's terrible. So um, interesting conversation. Ann Coulter, she's on Newsmax, she used to be on Fox News, she had with Bill Maher. And this is true for not just this story, because I read the whole story on two different nationwide publications, and then I went over to CBS and ABC, and she's right. And then it's about the Kansas City shooting, too, the Uh Super Bowl party with the Chiefs and everything. That shooting, same exact thing. Now, I'll let you listen to this and you'll see what I'm talking about. She's talking to Bill Maher about these two shootings. They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what? Like, Oh, wait a minute. I jumped the gun there. Hold on. Let me play it from the very beginning. Ann Coulter. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way. The, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's re- how we know it's not a white man. I can tell you that much. Yep. Do you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for, what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? That's when I first noticed. Hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. 
Okay, well, we don't, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know you have special powers. <laughs> well, I got special powers, too, because I've been saying this all along. You know, after you do this for a while, like we do on the radio. You start you, to notice patterns. You, yeah, you start to notice the patterns and how the media operates. Especially during Black History Month, they're not going to mention that the shooters are black. You know, uh, the transgender that shot up uh, the school in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, wasn't that uh, trans day of something? And it, it just goes on and on. The media manipulate, manipulates what you think, and it's all based on race. Because if it's a white guy, he's, forget it. If he's a white guy with a red hat, doesn't even have to say make America great on it. If he's got a red hat on, mm-hmm. forget about it. He's a Trumpster, and he's a danger to democracy, and he's a white supremacist, and he should be, you know, it's, it's amazing. So she's right about that. I didn't notice the trend until she mentioned it. I went back. I was looking. I go, that's funny. Because in any other story, they mention it right away. Well, remember, uh, what, what was the kid's name in all of the riots, the George Floyd riots? He was oh, white with oh, the gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 yeah. And you, uh, you, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Remember the... He was underage. They Name, everything, white supremacist, everything. Immediately. Immediately. And if the other thing they don't mention is when there's a shooting in an area of the city, if it's in the inner city and it's done with an illegal gun, it's a mass shooting. They never tell you inner city and they never mention the gun's illegal. It's like the Kansas City shooting. They're still saying, some networks are still saying it was a long gun. There was no long guns anywhere. They were still at Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, that's right. They don't sell them anymore. No, it was uh, handguns. But they want to get that long gun thing in there, AK-47, AR-15. Because that so, doesn't fit their narrative. They right. need it to fit their narrative. The biggest problem we have, and I've been saying this day in, day out for the last 13 years, is the media. The media is destroying this country. When Trump said it at the beginning, 2016, that the media is the enemy of this country, even I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Now I'm totally sold on that. They are the ones that are destroying this country. When you got... I argue with people all day on email because they send me emails and they live in a different dimension. And I I actually understand it because of all you're exposed to is three major networks and CNN and MSNBC. You don't have any idea what's going on. When you hear us or you hear somebody like us, it's got to sound like we're the ones that are nuts, right? But if you have any kind of open mind, wouldn't you go, oh, I didn't know that side. Why don't you tell me about it? No, they don't have an open mind. It's hard to it's hard to peer. And look, that's another thing I want to say because I got into it with this guy. I'm so stupid sometimes. Sometimes I should know when not to engage somebody, which is just about all the time. Because when you get a, an email where you you can tell right off the bat when they start with an insult, you see that's not a discussion. Mm-hmm. And this guy off the bat called me a liar, and you lie all the time. and all. So when you start with that, you shouldn't engage. I did. I don't know why I did it. because Ah, sucked right in. Yeah, because after like 10 emails back and forth, I was like, why am I doing this? This guy is- Because that's not somebody that actually wants to have a conversation with you and hear your side. That's just someone that constantly wants to scream and yell. You want, you can't save the unsavable, Mm -hmm. you know? But I wasted a whole stupid day doing that back and forth. So that happened. Anyway, where was I going? Fell with that? for I it. I don't even know. Oh, no, I'm saying if I if I say anything I say here or any of us say here, you should look up. If you have a question about it, I don't know if Rick was quite right about that. Look it up. And then if I'm wrong, call me. I'll admit it. I was wrong. I didn't read it that way or, you know, whatever. I mean, we don't have what's what's really crazy about this whole thing. You go to CBS News. Mm-hmm. They got to have a staff of at least a thousand people. There's got to be floors 
of researchers. And well, you have people pulling stories and people checking that story and people checking that story, and then they bring it to you. They have a whole staff of people doing things, booking interviews, mm-hmm. uh, you know, checking different sources. So, but then they purposely do it wrong. They they lie to you. They do it by omission. They do it right. Fabricate a story. It doesn't matter. They well, do they all have that. the time and the resources to do that. To go, how can this still appear to be true? But we're going to skew it this way. They could do that. So we don't have that kind of a staff. So yeah, I'm going to get things wrong. So I'm telling you, I'm urging you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, go look it up. If you think it doesn't make any sense, look it up and then email me and I'll respond to you. But don't come out with me. You lie every morning. You're a Trump. Blah, blah, blah. You know. Okay. So um, this is scary. Catholic couple in Indiana are asking the Supreme Court to hold the state accountable for keeping their child out of their home after they decline to use his chosen name and pronouns. Okay, so uh, we all know that there's a social contagion in school right now, which is transgenderism. There's a movie out right now. It's a documentary called... The War on Children. The War on Children. We talked about it yesterday morning. But there is actually a war on children, and here's an example of it. They took the children away from this Indiana couple. They're Catholic, and they don't want to identify their child as a sex that that child is not. And it's their kid, it's their child, it's their religion, and they have every right to do that, but this is going to end up in the Supreme Court. But the Indiana Department of Child Services took their child away from Mary and Jeremy Cox because they refuse to refer to their son using the correct pronouns. Is that unbelievable? Now, define correct. Exactly, because technically, the child's using the incorrect pronouns. Mm. Your correct pronouns are how you were born. Yeah. Their lawyers pursuing the case on behalf of the Coxes, arguing state courts allowed Indiana to keep the child from living with his parents due to their disagreement with the child's gender identity. I have no words anymore to say, but if this isn't an example of how scary things have gotten, then you need to, you know, I don't know, take up some no-dos. Well, remember yesterday, you came out, which shocked me. It didn't shock me, but it did shock me. And you said the majority of people that have, and we're not talking legitimate trans individuals, because those individuals usually make that decision the older they are, an informed, educated decision, and they make it when they're old enough to make it. We're talking about... Children, very young children uh, that belong to parents. And when you revealed that the mothers, usually the white mothers that were transitioning their children at a young age, when they did the study, right, the majority of them had some kind of mental disorder, including personality disorder. Yep. I'm Multiple to personality it. disorder. Well, it was like they're saying, like some parents just look at their kid as like, oh, here's my opportunity to look woke. Or here's my opportunity to be perceived in some way by a group. And it's, well, do you like that little Johnny? Okay, well, now you're little Janet. And here's how you're going to do because it makes me look good at parties. Yeah. You know, and it's like. They want to make their little kid their mascot to see how advanced and look how with it I am. Look, look how, look how progressive I am. Look, I have a trans child. My words must weigh heavier than other people's words. Yeah, but kids change their mind about stuff all the time. Constantly. All the time. And like, not that I have one, I can't speak to it, but if I, you know, were to influence my kid in some way that like shove them off the track of them finding their passion or whatever is cool for them, I might kind of be upset by that. You don't think that's kind of a bad thing? 
I, hear, I found the lady. This is uh, the piece I played yesterday. I think people underestimate to what extent privileged, especially white women, are willing to sacrifice their children for the altar of status. It's for them, having a trans kid is like winning the lottery, right? And you laugh, but it's, it's really the case. It's very disturbing. Uh, they're the only ones bringing their kids to drag shows because for these affluent white female liberals, awfuls, a man in makeup is like the second coming. And, you know, they're showing dad or their husband or whoever how enlightened they are because this is what corporate media tells them so they can't wait to bring their kids and show how with the program they are so they are a menace um, and this in my opinion is Munchausen's by proxy you know they're torturing their kids for the sake of status and accolades and that is not I don't think that that's not speculative that's real that's absolutely 100% real and you know what's interesting is this is not an attack on drag queens because you know we get to the discussion of the drag shows and the young children at drag shows because I have friends that are drag queens but even they are like yeah I perform drag but I perform it in a club that's 21 and up and it's 21 and up for a reason drag shows are fabulous are they for four year olds probably not yeah all right let me go back to Indiana for just a second the parents whose child was taken away because they wouldn't refer to him with the proper pronouns as they put it here's the attorney general for the state of Indiana his name is Todd Rokita well it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's again, it's 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 dividing children from their parents. It's it's discrediting uh, the notion that parents are the ones to raise their children, not the government, right? Um, and, and and these leftists, these radical left socialists, want nothing more than to be in charge of your kids. And you see it happening in school all the time. So yes, uh, the office of attorney general is extremely important. And who you elect as your attorney general is extremely important. Uh, former President Obama, the guy who uh, many say started this whole movement, or at least put this movement in high gear, is the one who said elections have consequences. Well, he's absolutely right. Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, don't forget that just a year ago, the president of the United States came out on TV, recorded a live speech saying that we have to give children gender-affirming care. We don't question them. If they say they're a girl and they're a boy or vice versa, we have to support them. No, you don't. Here's another study. Jill would just refer to this. This is a finished study just came out this week. And it's about suicide and transgenderism because you always hear about that. Don't question them. They'll commit suicide. That's the hook. See, they always got something. It, evil works in really meticulous ways. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but they're, uh, it, it, it's all built out of emotion and emotion can justify anything if you're mm -hmm. convinced of something that isn't true it's hard it's, it's what i was talking about with the emails it's mm -hmm. hard to convince them what's the word what's the phrase oh it's uh the mark twain thing yeah. it's easier to fool somebody than to convince them they've been fooled and then when you when you uh invest your entire being emotionally into uh, a construct be a transgender or anything else a cult you know you're all in oh yeah it makes people like you were saying earlier when like the hardest calls for cops to do her domestic violence is because there's so much emotion in those situations. It's not like you're robbing the bank. Like, you don't have an emotional connection to the bank robber. But with a domestic violence thing, like, I've been married to this person for a decade. There's emotions tied to that, which makes, you know, you're not convincing one side or the other of anything.
So here's a study just came out from Finland. It's a groundbreaking study. It's been going on for two decades straight and involves millions and millions of people, transgender and straight. Uh, and the groundbreaking revelation that is poised to recalibrate global perceptions in the study regarding the treatment of gender dysphoria in young individuals. The Finnish study pierces through all the prevailing narrative. The prevailing narrative is, is that if you question or don't give gender affirming care to a 13 year old boy that thinks he's a girl he's going to commit suicide eventually that you're going to kill him as a matter of fact we've seen posts online where people say if you don't support the transgender community you're a murderer mm -hmm. you're killing the transgender community mm -hmm. nothing can be further from the truth the research which uh meticulously dissects the correlation between medical gender reassignment and suicide risk unveil findings that challenge the established entrenched belief systems surrounding transgender health care protocols and I'm you know I'm translating for you the whole myth that transgender commit more suicide because we kill them mm -hmm. because we deny them their identity it's not true so over the span of two decades, this study scrutinized the complex interplay between gender dysphoric, psychiatric morbidity, and the ensuing risk of suicide. Turns out that take gender dysphoria out, psychiatric morbidity is behind any of the suicides. Transgender, I mean gender dysphoria, is not according to the results of the study. So if you go deeper into the study, and I don't want to bore you with all this crap because there's a lot of it. I was just getting ready to get my researcher Rick jingle ready. <laughs> Dr. Jordan Peterson got a hold of this and said, oh, look, the effing absolute blanking obvious thing is being stated now by a 20-year-old study, by a study that's been done over 20 years. We already knew this to be true, and uh, the narrative is going to be destroyed eventually. It has to be. We're We're... We're literally, there's a girl in one of these movies, War on Children, 13-year-olds got her breasts lobbed off. Yeah, she got a double mastectomy. Oh, yeah. Her parents suggested it when she was showing signs of a more masculine nature, which look, I was a tomboy my entire childhood. I'm so glad I wasn't a tomboy in today's day and age. I can't imagine how many people would be like, do you want to be a boy? I think she wants to be a boy. Yes. Now, the basis of the study says the pivotal revel uh, revelation underscores the significance of psychiatric treatment treating mental health instead of gender dysphoria. But that's the... Uh, well, duh. Jordan Peterson's right. Duh. If you've ever known anyone, and I think even if you don't know somebody directly, you probably know someone who knows someone who has taken their life. It's a horrible thing. I will never be able to understand in my own brain the kind of sadness that you have to feel to not want to live anymore, so I'm not going to pretend to. But... What we want to do in today's society is take the responsibility off of the person, mm -hmm. right? And this is a very controversial thing, but suicide is a, it's a person, it's your own person that's doing the action. And we so badly want to take that responsibility, that choice away from the person that committed that action. And we want to put it onto somebody else, which is what you do when you're filled with emotion and sadness. You want to blame somebody and you don't want to blame the person that was hurting. So what do we do now? We've got memos about it before. You can't say the term committed suicide because then that blames the person you have to say they were suicided or they died by suicide as if suicide was a separate entity yeah, came that around. then killed them yeah so the fact that that study says it's a deeper mental issue if you're going to 
unfortunately, if there are people that will commit suicide or have committed suicide because they were called the wrong pronoun, the pronoun was just the surface. There was something so much deeper inside that person, a sadness that we'll never understand, that was the root cause of that. Yeah, I don't know that the wrong name or gender is really going to do it, because I've gotten those, and that is nowhere near as bad as the stuff I've actually been called by people Mm -hmm. that have meant it. You know, it's like... I got to tell you, what happened to that phrase? It used to be a popular one among kids. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's give you an update now. Remember Charlotte Coles? She's the financial advisor. Does a column. A financial advice column has been doing it for years. So you think she'd know a lot about money. Yeah. And, and you know, the dangers of having money and, and how to handle money and how not to get scammed. Well, she got scammed out of $50,000. And to make it really short, the story, because there's an update to it, is uh, she got a phone call from Amazon. Well, you know, she thought it was Amazon. Apparently, it sounded like Amazon. And they said... Um, we have a little problem here with your account, blah, blah, blah. It's under investigation. I don't know what this is about. You might want to talk to the FTC, which is already ridiculous. So the Amazon agent says to her on the phone, well, I can connect you with the our partners at the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Okay. She goes, okay. Hold First on. of all, think about that. It gets better. She talks to the FTC guy and he says, yeah, he says, it looks like um, somebody stole your identity, is making purchases on your name, but then again, they haven't been able to, you know, sort this out yet. You could be in a whole bunch of trouble. I think the CIA's on you. Why would she be in any trouble so if then, she didn't do any of the stuff? So then the FTC guy, the fake FTC guy says, I'll connect you with the CIA. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, so she says, okay. So, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing this quickly. So she gets connected to the CIA because there's always somebody to talk to there. They're at Hi, the C- this is Joan from the CIA. How can I help you? Yeah, yeah. I would almost believe the first two. Once I get to the CIA, I'm like, I don't know. And then after that, he's like, don't tell your wife. Don't tell your husband. Don't tell anyone you know. Don't hire a lawyer. Then I'll get you out of this. Just so, listen to me. Yeah, so Stranger on the phone. I got you. So according to NBC News, she gets on the phone with the CIA guy and he tells you exactly what Smoke just said. Don't say anything to anybody, but yeah, you're in big trouble. You could be sucked into this criminal investigation and you could end up spending time in jail or all your assets could be gone. We could take your bank accounts and this is horrible. Don't say anything to anybody. Now, what I want you to do is we're going to drive by your house in an SUV, put $50,000 in a shoebox and hand it to the man. Yeah. Why would you have to pay money if your identity was like, why would... Because the FTC is coming after you. The Federal Trade Commission, you are part of a giant evil crime ring. And the only way you're going to get out of it is if me, CIA secret super agent, helps you over the phone. (laughs) So the only way we can do that is a shoebox. A shoebox full of $50,000 that you're going to hand through the window of a white, not just an SUV, like a government thing. something for Gutfeld. The Mercedes? So anyway, so so yeah, so that happened, right? So I'm driving home. We did the story yesterday. I'm like, God, that just... scratching my head I'm going you know what that's beginning that's just I don't know something a little she's a that's weird. I wrote it off as like, what an idiot, and just so left it. Let me play you Gutfeld and what he says. There's a lot of holes in this story. Why would a bank breezily hand over 50 grand? Mm-hmm. So that has to be explained. And um, where was the documentation for a lot of this stuff? I mean, she, she made a 911 call. Her editors would have been smart to offer backup in this piece. Maybe a picture of the check she claimed was uh, texted to her. It felt also literary. Like the crisp Halloween night air, leaves swirling about, her little boy getting dressed for Halloween. It's on Halloween. There are more red flags here than a Chinese parade. (laughs) 
So yeah. So so <laughs> then, then, I, then when I, I went back to the story and I started reading it, it does read like a literary piece. It doesn't read like a real person's story. So I started going, yeah, there's too many adjectives and descriptive sentences here of the actual what occurred. Uh-huh. It's almost like it was. I don't know, fabricated? No. Go ahead, Gutfeld. So I keep asking myself, what's more likely? A sophisticated group of scammers focus all their time and effort on a Mark, who's also a finance advice columnist, the least likely person you would focus on, even though you went through her Instagram account, you would find this. Or is it a financial advice columnist who decided to write about a sophisticated group of scammers. Okay, that's, Mm. okay, I'm going to take it a step further. So that could be it. That might be it just to get, you know, clicks and stuff. Could be. But then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Um, Why even call that kind of negative attention and actually hurting your credibility in the way, even though she got like 30 million views. But at the same time, I'm thinking, after this, how much advice are people going to take from you? From her? You dumbass. Then I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. What could? What else could this be? And I'm thinking, what if she has, oh, I don't know, a gambling problem and she's trying to hide mm. it from her husband? What a better way than to a financial columnist to go through this and make this sensational story. I had to story. give the $50,000 yeah. away to protect myself. Yeah, like, I didn't or, spend it at the or, casinos. <laughs> or it gets even better. This is my mind thinking now. She's having an affair and they went on vacation. Fanny Willis or Fawny Willis and she did a Fawny Willis and she went on vacation. $50,000 is a lot for yeah, a vacation. Well, I, I would buy the gambling thing more. But Dude, Tahiti's right. How do you get $50,000 from the bank? I can't even get more than 500 out of the ATM. Same. Exactly. So there's more to this. It's mm. going to break open at some point because now she got on CBS. She got on Good Morning America. Oh, they all put her on. Oh, yeah. And are they like, oh, you poor thing. Yes. How did this even happen? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I'm getting a whiff of publicity stuff. With, with their three <laughs> floors of researchers and journalists and everything, they still couldn't think of what Gutfeld and I thought about just now and smoke and you. It's like, and trust me, I probably break 100 IQ on a good day. So it's, but your crazy is ringing in at 500. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this bitch is up to something. She's got to be. I can't wait to find out what it is. This has got me. This is a. This is one of those things you have to wait three months for the new series to come out. The new- oh, here's what's gonna happen. It'll it'll pop open and we'll be like, oh oh oh, remember back in February that story right? about the lady? Right. That's oh, what that's we're gonna good. Find out. See, we got Jill's true crime stories. We need Rick's fake crime stories. <laughs> All right. Sixty-year-old uh, Washington D.C. man thought he became an overnight multimillionaire. He looked in the uh, website and it said, "You won three hundred forty million." He matched the numbers and he looked again and he matched the numbers and he looked again just to make sure. His name is John Cheeks. You've got this. money. So in January 2023, he had a Powerball ticket indicating he won three hundred forty million. But when he attempted to redeemed the prize he got denied of course he's not that bright he's I, I don't know he went to the convenience store which is kind of dumb mm. and uh, they told him right there yeah you didn't win anything throw the ticket out said, hey uh, this ticket is no good just throw it in the trash can and I, I gave him a, a stern look I said uh, in the trash can he goes, oh yeah just throw it away you, you're not going to get paid there's a trash can right there there is precedent for this a similar case happened in Iowa where a mistake was uh 
admitted to by a contractor, and they paid the winnings out. Yeah, so here's what happened. Cheeks uh, now is suing the lottery there in uh, wherever he's in, whatever state this is, Washington, D.C., okay, district, um, alleging that he was deprived of his winnings. So they're going to go after the $340 million. The reason they're thinking they have a case is because this did happen before and they did pay out. You see, the multi-state lottery association called Teatro Enterprises is the company that's in charge of the website. Mm-hmm. They put up test numbers. They forgot to remove the test numbers before the real numbers came out. The oh. real numbers came out. The test numbers remained on the website for oh. three days. Damn. Three days. So he kept, John Cheeks kept looking back at the website. They're going, still up. I, I They're still the money. up. So he went down to collect his money. And they said no. So we've got an attorney now and it's in USA Today. He says we intend to collect every single penny to which Cheeks is entitled to because of this wrong that was done to him. Could you imagine? Here's where I thought you were going with that story. I thought you were going to say the guy at the convenience store runs over the trash. No, goes, yeah, looks at it and Steals goes, it. oh, no, this isn't right. Why yeah. you need to throw it in the trash? Here, I got one right here for you. Have a lovely day. And then takes the ticket out. No, but you know, there's got to be some some sick, evil satisfaction by the convenience store clerk by saying, you didn't win, Dad. You're just as poor as I am, loser. But if that <laughs> convenience store guy is where he got the ticket, yeah, and he does he get the payout of the winnings. Wouldn't the store get some money? They do indeed. Yeah, but then I'm sure the clerk doesn't even realize that. There's uh, probably some guys just jealous that the guy, you know, potentially won and that he's happy. Here's your Marlboro Reds and your yeah, Orange you Gatorade. You didn't win, so you're down here with the scum buckets just like everybody else. <laughs> Let's Go. just see who's lying, shall we? And finally, Elon Musk was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. That's what? right. He was nominated by uh, Marius Nilsson, who is a Norwegian member of parliament. He's a member of this the people that actually go mm-hmm. over and decide who wins the Nobel Peace Prize. It's Let me a, ask, does this guy own a Tesla? Uh, it doesn't say, but it said... <laughs> He's going to own one now. He, he put forward Musk's name due to his adamant defense of dialogue, free speech, and enabling the possibility to express one's views in a continuously more polarized world. Mm. Oh, free speech. He's not going to win. Taylor Swift is going to win. But it also said, uh, he was also praising him for... Remember when... Um, he put the satellite up for internet for the people oh, of Ukraine. With yeah, Russia. yeah, 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 yeah. The Starlink satellites. We yeah. were sending a rocket up for that like every other week. Yeah, and, so. and COVID, too. During COVID, he was doing a lot of that. So another thing, Elon Musk says, Neuralink's first human trial participant can control a computer mouse with his brain. Can you believe this? This guy, I'm telling you what, we're live. this guy... You talk about Einstein's. This guy is an actual Einstein. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Whether he's facilitating all this research, uh, it doesn't matter. He thinks of it. So if somebody somebody else does all the mechanical work, okay, so what? I mean, literally, Elon Musk is an Einstein. He really is. Think about what this guy has done. It's amazing. So anyway, now this chip implant. Neuralink can be put in somebody's brain who's a paraplegic, who uh, doesn't have any mobility, and they can actually do things with their brain like remotely control a computer. Uh-huh. Is that insane? That no, is and, wild Well, to it's, me. you know, originally they, what they want to do this for is people that don't have any use of their limbs so they can control their smartphone and they can control computers, say that if they don't have any, any arms, people that don't have any sight will be able to see. It's, it's pretty remarkable when you think about well, it. It's scary on the other side when you think about how far it could go, but... Well, that's kind of what you need, though. Because yeah. if AI keeps going, the only thing to keep it from getting smarter than you is for you to be able to perceive on its level. Yeah. Wow. Spooky. So deep. So early.
<laughs> so little coffee. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming. And I, Elon Musk, am happy to announce that my Neuralink implants have been tested on humans to great success. Great success. In fact, I have two of our human test subjects here. First, Mr. Trump. Wow, this Neuralink is great. I'm a completely different man. Different man. Now I say things like, maybe you're right. I say it all the time. And you know what? Maybe the election was totally fair and square. Neuralink has changed my thought process. Also, Rosie O'Donnell is so hot. Wow. <laughs> you see, Neuralink changes the brain function of humans. For example, my other human test subject, President Biden. The Neuralink is great, and so am I. Now I can ride a bike for miles without falling off and breaking my hip, and I'm sharp as a tack. Ask me anything. All of the states in alphabetical order, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. See how I'm not confused? So, you see, Neuralink is perfectly safe for humans, and this definitely isn't some sort of Manchurian candidate mind control device that I've created. No, not at all. No more questions. Go yes. yourself. Rick, chill, and smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. So, this is something different. A school district in Florida right here is facing a possible outbreak of measles. Six people so far mm. have been diagnosed with measles. This is in Manatee Bay Elementary School in Weston, Florida, um, including a third grader with no history of travel. Uh, Broward County Health Department issued an advisory on Sunday. The Surgeon General of the state is uh, communicating through his chief of staff. We do know that if, if, if cases rise, uh, we met with executive cabinet this morning, my team. We're in position to provide additional academic needs. Shall students be able to have to stay home? That's a state decision. So um, I remember when Elliot was a baby, you, ha- you get the MMR vaccine for them, which is measles, mumps, and rubella. And they're usually required uh, if your child's going to enter daycare of, of any kind or any kind of um, young schooling, things like that. You have to have your MMR uh, up to date. And they said that their student body was 92% 
vaccinated, which means roughly 88 students out of the total enrollment of about 1,100 haven't had their MMR vaccine. Um, As of Thursday, 20 measles cases had been reported across 11 states, 58 total cases uh, reported last year. It's interesting. And that can... That out that can grow. That outbreak can happen fairly quickly. I remember getting all that stuff, chicken pox and measles and I got the chi- I remember getting the chicken pox and then I got chicken pox. I had one of those fevers. Was- I don't remember which one. Which one's the not deadly uh, one? The yellow one? No, not yellow. The hay one. I had Rubella? S- scarlet fever. Or ru- <laughs> I feel like you would be dead if you had scarlet fever. Well, one of them. I don't know. One of the purple fever. I think fever. you're thinking of the scarlet letters, which you had to wear. No, I didn't get a letter. No, it was a fever. <laughs> Definitely. That's yeah, one of those old timey ones. Yes. But you, the, you remember I lived. The, do you remember the MMR? the pharmacy for a phosphate? <laughs> what? He's wondering what kind of vaccines they had back in your day. That was a phosphate? <laughs> Did you mix Eye of Newt in a little yes. tiny test tube? Yeah. Stir it around some witch's brew? I took my penny farthing down to the pharmacy and got myself a laudanum. <laughs> what? A what? Yeah, those old-timey uh, medicines that you could get at the pharmacy. What was that thing they'd make the medicine in back in the day? They had like a little club inside a little bowl. Mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they'd go... They use it for cooking now. Yeah. Well, you could use it for anything. You can break up pills, I guess, if you want to, but... <laughs> they still have a pharmacy here in uh, in Claremont that makes meds that, that does it because you can't get them like anymore. Like a chem lab? a little rusty shack and there's a lot of tubes and it smells yeah. funny? No, no, no. It's Sunshine oh. Pharmacy or something like that. They're the only ones in the area that make special medicines that are not readily available at pharmacies. Is it out-of-the-box medicines? Like, here's some lavender oil with No, some... no, no, no. It's real prescription stuff, but they got to make it because it's not manufactured anymore or it's not manufactured. It's very rarely used, but it's approved for a certain... Would you be nervous to take that though? No. They don't make this anymore, but I'm gonna I'm gonna whip some up back here no, in the southern. Like, it's like uh, I don't know what what was the reason I had a, there was something. Did I, you have I to go there? Yeah, once I had to go there for something. Yeah. What'd you have? Did it I itch? don't remember? Yeah, oh, it was, it was an itch. ointment. It was rubella itch. I don't know. It was scarlet purple fever. Okay. All right. So I have an update. Rick was very confused by this. So I'm gonna try to. I'm going to yeah. try to explain this in a way that you can understand. And not all the, I'm going to warn you ahead of time, not all the answers are in this story. Don't yell at me. This is all I got. I, just, I got this update. There might be another update tomorrow. Right. This is an update on the Michigan server who received the $10,000 tip at her restaurant, The Mason Jar. Guy came in, his bill was only $32, tipped her $10,000 in honor of a friend that had just passed away and said, split mm-hmm. this with the other eight servers here. She said, okay, we'll do. So she split it with the other eight servers. And then the story that we had yesterday said, then she gets fired. We didn't know why. We didn't know what the reasoning behind it was. And now it turns out she did split it with the eight servers, as the man recommended. Everybody got approximately about $1,200, right? The kitchen staff, however, at this restaurant felt snubbed. So the back of the house, they were all disgruntled. They became angry with this specific waitress for not giving them a piece of the tip. So drama started to unfold, causing problems. So she goes to management and is like, can you help me out with this? This is this is really obnoxious. I don't want to deal with this anymore. They said, okay, tell us who's doing it. She said, well, I don't want to give any names. I don't want to make it a bigger issue than it already is. Just make it go away. And they fired her. They made it go away. So it wasn't, it wasn't immediate. So here's what happened. Everything got so dramatic at the restaurant. They said, I think it would be better if you take Sunday off, take a mental health day. She said, all right, fine. We'll deal with it while you're gone. So she takes a mental health day. She calls Sunday night to get her schedule for Monday. It's probably best you take one more day. All right. Then they call her up on Tuesday and they say, you're fired. 
She's like, but wait a minute. You're supposed to be helping me, right? So they fire her. So what she does is goes onto social media and posts the whole story on social media with a picture of the receipt and says, look, is, do you think I was rightfully let go? Right, because you don't have a mind of your own. You got to ask everybody that you don't know. <laughs> well, that's okay. what everybody does these days. Yeah. And they threatened, they got a lawyer and threatened to sue her and said, if you don't take the post down, we're going to sue you and your entire state. To which she laughed and she was like, I'm a waitress, bitch. I ain't got no estate. <laughs> I've been a waitress since I was 15. What you trying to do? So- so wait, so now they come forward. Here's my favorite part. So she she has an attorney. The attorney is like, well, she, I'm only here in case they actually follow through with this lawsuit. I don't think that they're going to because no. they don't really have a case. But Not just in case it. they do, I'm here. So what's hysterical was they go to the restaurant, to the manager's. And they're like, so why did you fire her? Why, because she got this tip. Because that's the whole narrative of the story is waitress right. that gets $10,000 tip gets fired. You know what they said? Oh, no, 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 no. This this firing had nothing to do with the tip. The timing just happened to line up. This was purely a business decision. It had nothing to do with the fact that she got the tip. So what was the business decision? I don't understand. What was the business? You it's don't an know. Umbrella, an umbrella comment saying it was a business decision. Because uh, then you don't question. You go, oh, it's better for your business. Okay. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. Right. But wouldn't you have her same confusion if you got fired yeah. and you were like, wait, I didn't do anything wrong. I came to you for help. See, and now- that's why when you mm-hmm. get something like that, put it in your pocket and, and shit it. and quit. Yeah. She had 10 grand. She could have taken a few weeks off, gone on a little vacation, come back, gotten a better job. Here's the thing. I had an old radio host that always said this phrase to me, and it's so true. No good deed goes unpunished. That's right. You try to do the right thing. You split it with the wait staff, and then somebody else gets aggravated. Well, you split it with them, but you didn't split it with that. There's always going to be somebody yeah. that's unhappy. It doesn't matter what good deed that mm-hmm. you do. Somebody's going to complain about What's it. A, no good deed goes unpummeled. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you're flying American Airlines anytime soon... Flying has become such a hassle, and it's so expensive. They raise their fees for their check baggage more, making them more expensive to check a bag than any other major U.S. carrier. The cost for your first check bag on most flights on American Airlines is $40 when paid at the airport and $35 if you pay, pay online during check-in. So they, they, they bumped it up. The adjustment, they say, affects flights within the United States, Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as routes to Canada, the Caribbean, Mexico, and Central America. And it starts this week. What's left? Why don't they just say not Europe? I mean, you know. Well, everything. Have you noticed? I have to be so careful. I'll see an ad, and I'm sure other people fall for this too. Whether it's Allegiant here out of Sanford, because Allegiant used to be the cheapest airline. Yep. I mean, you'd have to hope the plane stayed together, but that's okay. If I could get from here to where I'm going, a direct flight in one piece, that's all I really require from these things. And... It would say round trip from, say, Orlando. New York, $89. Yeah, I saw that. Exactly. So that's what it'll say. So you go on, you go, great. And you click on it, and you can only fly out of. Allegiant only flies on Mondays and Fridays now, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you want to go on a weekend, you have to leave on a Friday, but you can't come home on Sunday. You got to wait till Monday. Right. And if you want to go somewhere Monday to Thursday, too bad you got to wait another day. You've got to fly on Friday. And so at least that's how it was when I tried to book a plane ticket a few months ago. So you go on, and it'll say $89 round trip. And you think, Awesome. I'll bring a carry-on. I don't even need to check a bag. Picking your seat costs. If you want to sit, you have to pay. <laughs> Can you stand? No. 
Well, then, 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 then what, what do you mean? You have to pay no matter what? Yeah, so you have to, you have to so pay for a seat. So what if you don't seat, pay? Then you don't, you can't, you don't. So then it's part of the ticket so, then. Right, so you pay, to, you pay, and this, I'm not saying this is specific for Allegiant. I'm saying specific for some airlines when you see this ad pop up. You have to pay for your seat. You have to pay for checked luggage, obviously. Some airlines will give you, if you pay a certain price for the ticket, it'll say includes one checked bag. Some airlines will charge you for your carry-on. Like, if I want to carry my purse, that's a charge. And so they nickel and dime you for everything. So by the end, you you, yeah. you look and you see, oh, $89. It's costing you $350. Yeah, bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which you could have just gone to another airline and paid the same exact thing. Yeah. And all the stuff's included. So nobody is really, it's not that much cheaper. Yeah, it's just all smoke and mirrors and stuff. Yeah, they nickel and dime you on the small stuff. Oh, you're wearing socks. That's $40. Right. <laughs> So th- this girl was flying on a plane, speaking of, she's an influencer, and of course she has to video everything. However, this is an argument, I will I will die on this hill. If you are on an airplane and your chair is able to recline, you should be able to recline it. Yeah, that's what it's for, yeah. And if the person behind you feels smushed, and they, here's the fun fact, if you recline your chair also, you now have the same exact amount of room as if we were both not reclined. Right. Uh, my femur's too long, so my knees prevent them from leaning back at all. So if they're, if they're in front of you, they're kind of screwed, right? Yeah, a little bit, but also like if they try to go back, it hurts my knees, and I'm just like, dude, just stop. So if you recline, it doesn't help your legs? Uh, no, because my legs aren't the part that reclines. Do you have to go to, because I always try to get in an exit aisle. Do you ever That's try to- why I try to fly southwest, because if I check in early enough, I can get- Get the exit. Yeah, I can uh-huh. get the A boarding, I can get the exit row. Yeah, it's yeah, good. be fine. That's a good plan. So this girl's an influencer, so of course she had to make a video about it, but she gets on a plane. It's a 10-hour flight. She sits down. She's like, I'm exhausted. She puts her, her chair back, and the lady behind her physically takes her hand and pushes her chair forward. And the girl turns around and she's like, the hell are you doing? She was like, don't recline your seat. I don't, it's, it's, Screw you. I'm, I'm not comfortable with your seat reclined. Yeah. So the girl's like, well, the seat reclines for a reason. I'm allowed to recline it. Just recline yours. And it's the same thing. Right. So then the girl's there with her mother and her boyfriend, the girl behind her. So the mom chimes in. She's like, well, it's, she's just not comfortable with your chair reclined. So Too it bad. escalated so bad. And here's the thing. Flight attendants should step in and be like, you shut up. She's allowed to recline right. her chair. If you don't like it. Buy a first class ticket then. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but they're so scared and I'm sure that they have been confronted by so many crazy people that they probably don't want to get involved when they don't need to, which I can't say that I blame them. So the flight attendant comes over and she's like, well, we're about to do meal service. So everybody has to have their chair upright during meal service. Since when? With, I have never had to put my never. chair upright during meal service. No, that's lie. Oh, they're afraid you're going to choke on your no, that's tiny a lie. chicken cordon bleu. Maybe, what is it? Yeah, what is the uh, the eggs going to make, the eggs Benedict going to make you crash? Right, so here she is, part of her video. I'm sorry, but I think that you should be able to recline your seat on a 10-hour flight. I told her, I was like, if you want to be comfy, get first class, but babe, like, everyone's doing it, I'm going to do it. Okay. She got, uh, wait, where, I got to find it. I thought for sure you'd have something to say about her voice and her, her nah. vernacular. Yeah. Oh, you let me down. I was kind of hoping you'd. Nah, it's just typical snotty little influencer person. I like the like, more money like, than I do. Like babe, like, like babe. Yeah, the babe thing was a little much. Like babe, we're all done it. But what was so interesting to me about this was the amount of people that were on the side of the person behind her. I just don't. Well, don't get on a plane. Don't fly. Right. Go away. Right. Don't make any comments. Just be quiet. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> She had a lot of people on her side, I will say that, that right. said, look, uh, this is the only perk I get from my crappy economy seat is reclining. I'm taking it. 
and that's that's the as comfortable as I could possibly be. Right. And it's a ten hour flight for crying out loud. Who's gonna expect you to not recline your seat on a ten hour flight? I feel like that lady behind her needed to go on a specific airline. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. Just a reminder that you are now allowed to recline your seat. But don't recline it because the person behind you might get upset. But feel free to recline, but don't. Tray tables are located in the front of you, but don't use them because the person in the seat in front of you will get bumped, and that's just annoying. But you have tray tables, but don't use them. Please make sure your personal items are underneath the seat in front of you, but don't push them too far ahead, otherwise the person in front of you will step on them, and it'll annoy them. Flight attendants will be coming around with peanuts, but don't open the peanuts because somebody might be allergic to peanuts, but you'll have peanuts, but don't open them. In flight movies are available, but don't watch any of them because the person in the seat next to you may not want to watch whatever you watch. We know you have a choice which airline you fly, and we're glad you chose the airline where you don't really have any choices. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Here's how the world and politics works, okay? So we got this border crisis, right? We've had over 10.4 million people cross since Biden got in office. It's on purpose. It's to create a voting block so they can be in power in perpetuity. And they also know that uh, right now, before they even become citizens, they can use them to redistrict uh, Democrat districts and make them even more powerful so they get more seats in Congress and more representation. And since we live in a constitutional republic and not a democracy, that means that they'll have more power in those districts to, you know, elect a president or congressman or stuff like that. That's how it works. That's what this is all about. There's no doubt. This is on purpose. So now the, here's the play. The Biden administration, or Biden and his campaign, didn't expect this to become the number one issue with Americans. They've been keeping it from us. And, I mean, I could play you a montage. I'm not going to bore you with it. I've played it a thousand times. Of every single network, I played it back a year ago, and I played every so often. Every single network saying, oh, there's no crisis at the border. There's nothing going on down there. Meanwhile, there's, you know, those big videos of people under bridges, 17,000 people huddled under a bridge, children being thrown over the fence. I mean, it's, it's... They knew it would have been a bigger issue earlier on. That's why they're sneakily moving people around in the middle of the night. And when they have the camps, nobody, not even a journalist can get up to ask questions. And then what they try to do is they try to demonize people like Greg Abbott. They did it with DeSantis, but those people don't care. They keep sending buses up to New York and Chicago. And those are sanctuary cities which asked for that. But of course, that was all virtue signaling. They didn't really mean it. They didn't really mean it. They just offered some family in Illinois... Families in the suburban neighborhood just south of Chicago. Uh, hey, why don't you house some migrants? And then they formed a community where they volunteer to house migrants, and not one of them has taken a migrant in. <laughs> it's hysterical. I white, didn't mean white, me. white liberals in these suburban enclaves. You know, well, I, we, you know, we love them, but not not today. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, everybody wants to help, but nobody wants to do the work. So here's the here's the play now. It's become the number one issue. So now all of a sudden, Biden's underwater, way underwater, like 63% on this issue. So first what he's doing, he's trying to do this fake border bill, which is like, the Republicans won't pass this bill. You know, it's a great bill. It's the best border bill ever. It's security and everything. Of course, it still allows, it still allows up to 5,000 people through a day, which is 1.83 million a year, which is it's way over to the top. That's not, that's, it's no difference. Yeah, they talked about giving more money to the Border Patrol and the, uh, you know, agencies that control our security down at the border. But the thing is, it's not what you think. It's not for more people on the border to keep people from coming over. It's more Uber drivers that they call Border Patrol personnel to drive people around so they can get their free phone, their $2,200, their, you know, their papers and everything for their appearance 10 years from now, that kind of thing. 
It's all a ruse. So now nobody's believing that anymore. Imagine that. People are waking up. So the next move was to go to Mexico and say, hey, you, you don't want Trump in office, do you? You want me in office. So what you have to do is you have to take these illegals and don't let them get to the border with us. Take them somewhere else. So they did that. I think it's political. I think they understand that their polling is just absolutely terrible on this issue, that it actually could be the deciding margin between winning or losing to um, Donald Trump. So I think that they are very serious about reducing those numbers, having Mexico do those operations, get those numbers down and drive the media elsewhere. So what they're doing is they're taking every single illegal that comes in to Mexico, putting them back on another plane after they get off one plane or one bus or train and taking them back to the South. They have to because they don't want Trump in office because last time Trump was in office, Trump forced them to stop gouging us on products mm-hmm. that were being traded with. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a soap opera. It really. That's why I get excited about this stuff because it's real life and it's a real soap opera. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but it's funny how things work. So anyway, now the next move. The Biden administration is now considering executive action, which tells me this is really? to, de- to deter illegal migration at the southern border. Now what, you're considering wh- exa- executive action. What does action? that tell you? We created the problem so we could create the solution so you'll vote for Just us. Just in time for the election, yeah. Well, sort of. What it tells me is he had the power to do this three All years along. ago. Well, look, look what uh, Newsom did. Remember when he cleaned out a... Uh, California with the homeless and they were like wait you had the capability to do this the whole time and you didn't for a communist leader yeah so that's what it's all he had the power to do this all along so now he's considering the executive order really dude seriously I think everybody's going to see through that even the dumbest and most brainwashed of us is going to see through that just needed to create just enough chaos all right just to give you an example just to give you uh, some context new figure came out yesterday from U.S. Customs and Border Protection here's the current pace of illegal immigration It's not slowing down. Yes, it was down in January, but it's not slowing down. The fiscal year breaks a record from last year. 2.475 million crossed just in the fiscal year. October, uh, what is the fiscal year? Anyway, in the last uh, few months, whatever. The total number of border encounters since Biden took office has been 7,298,486. But Rick, that's not what you said. You said 10 million. Yeah, I did. I, and it is 10 million. That doesn't add the 1.8 million known gotaways. Then you got the unknown gotaways estimated at 1.9 million. Oh. Now, now start adding the numbers together. You come out around 10.4 million people. Just to give you an idea how many people that is, because it's almost like when we lost the ability to perceive what $1 billion is, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. We've heard about the border so much, we don't get it when we say, yeah, another 10,000 crossed yesterday. All right, here is a little example. Uh, The amount of people that crossed the border since Biden got in office is bigger than New York. It is larger than the population of 36 U.S. states, including Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, no, Kentucky, bigger than any of these, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts. I could go on forever. The list has 28 states that it's bigger than. Dude. If the number of illegal immigrants who entered the United States under President Biden gathered together and founded a new city... It would be the second largest city in America next to New York. Holy cow. (laughs) Jeez, when you put it like that. So, 
Here's the next concern. And Trump brought it up last night with Laura Ingram. He was doing his town hall with Laura Ingram. And she asked him about what Bill Malugin of Fox News that has been down the border every single day for the last two years saw. Let's go with Bill Malugin first. He goes down. These people just crossed the border, sticks a microphone in their face and asks them, where are you from? Where are you guys from? Turkey. 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 Where are you guys from? De donde son? Ecuador. Ecuador. Where are you guys from? China. 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 What city in the U.S. do you want to go to? Uh, oh, uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, L.A. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, and and I'm sorry you didn't get the rest of it because he goes down the line. It's China, 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 Turkey, China. And where are they going? Big cities? Do they know where they're going? Or he asked some of them where they're going. This is the part that gets really suspect. Aside from the fact that they're all wearing the same clothes yeah, and have the they same, they don't even like know the city they're going to. They don't know where they're going, but they said, and he says, "What are you going to do here?" He goes, "I don't know." Waiting on orders. That's what I'm thinking. I've been saying all along. They're forming an army inside the United States and waiting for the signal. That's crazy. See, this is where I get the email. Well, because nobody leaves China. Nobody leaves China. I mean, like they have a social credit score that, like, if it's low enough, you don't get to travel. Here, you, me, like you can't get a bus ticket or a plane ticket. You don't get to leave. Let me play you this. Pinell County, Arizona Sheriff Mark Lamb uh, talking about the migrant surge, and he talks about the leadership in China. What I think is they see a very weak administration that is not uh, not committed to securing our border. And uh, I think they can put as many people in this country. It, they will. They're taking advantage of a very poor situation that this administration has created. Now, we've taken in 31,000. Think about it. Imagine an invasion. Imagine China actually on foot, boots on the ground, invaded us via Mexico. 31,000 troops. I want you to think of the surge Holy of an army, crap. a trained army of that size coming across the southern border, while a trained army comes from the northern border, such as Russia or North Korea, do we have a chance? Because we're not going to send nukes into our own country. Right. Do we have a chance against a, a foot invasion north and south? Here's Trump last night with Laura Ingram about the Chinese. You got that? Just in three days, 452 Chinese nationals have been apprehended by Border Patrol and Mr. President, 20,000 Chinese have entered since October. Yep. Okay, this is, does this concern you more than other immigrant groups? Uh, probably it would because it's China and maybe what are they building a, an army in between? It was 29,000 people in the last three. Think of it, 29,000 people. And most of those people were young male fighting age, okay? So. What's going on? Look, you want to give the benefit of the doubt, but China was number one. Two things I'm going to do. Number one is drill, baby, drill. And the other thing, equal, equal, is we're going to. Look, I had the safest border in the history of our country, recorded history, because I can't tell you about a thousand years ago, but recorded history of the border by far. We had it down pat. All Biden had to do is stay at the beach. <laughs> um, I know, I know those people that hate him, hate him, and you, and you know what? You have a right to hate and love whoever you want. I mean, isn't it's a free country? But at the same time, he's not wrong. Don't hate him for the wrong reasons. Don't hate him because the media uh, told Tells you to you hate to. him. You know. Um, 
hate him for whatever personal reason you have, his hair, his looks, whatever it is, but look at the policies and look what has happened to our country since he left office. Yeah, am I Trumpster? Yeah, perhaps. Maybe that's it. I mean, would I like somebody new? Absolutely. I would have taken Ramaswamy in a heartbeat, even DeSantis, because it doesn't come with all the baggage. I mean, R-K. because this guy shoots R-K. himself in the foot every single day. Yeah. You know, he, there's comments he wants to make because he wants to prove a point, and usually he's right, but it's just that you don't understand how the comment you just made, whether it was joking or not, there was the one the other day about NATO, which wasn't a joke, but then there was the other one uh, a few weeks ago. I forget which one it was. There's so many of them that he gives Did them- Did you hear what he yeah, said? He gives the media fuel to, to create stories about him that are ne- not necessarily true, but his mm. policies did work and people want his policies back. Unfortunately, he's the only one we have to choose from unless we go back with Biden. Mm-hmm. Now, now Salvador, things are completely different. This is an incredible story. You gotta understand, just three years ago, I remember doing St. Louis has um, become the number one murder capital of the world. The murder capital of the world for eight years was El Salvador. Right. It was gang violence, just like we're having here right now. Doesn't it sound familiar? Gang mm. violence in the major cities. People in El Salvador couldn't leave their homes. It's happening in Ecuador, too. But El Salvador has been, it's been going on for decades, like 20 years. Everybody promised everything, just like here. You know, their version of Democrats would get up there and we're going to take care of it and we're going to do this. And we're, they never do anything. It gets worse because they're all being paid by the same people. This guy, his name is President Ayib Ber- Berkel. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that right? Naib Berkel. And he is basically a dictator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't want a dictator in this country. However, up to this point, he hasn't done dictator type stuff except for one thing. And I can't fault him for this. El Salvador went from being the most dangerous country in the entire world to now being like 80th. It is one of the safest cities in South, countries in South America Cleaned now. It, up. it is unimaginable. People are cheering in the streets. And now his party just had a massive win this week in an election. There were 60 seats available. His party won 54 of them. 50. He now can pretty much do anything he wants. So he's doing his acceptance. He's doing a speech about, you know, the big win they just had this week. And some ding dong from BBC and some guy from NBC in New York. Ding dong. Sticks a microphone and confronts him and says, hey, you can't incarcerate all these people. You mean the people that are killing other people, innocent people in El Salvador? Sure, I can. Yes, he can. Because in this country, we don't do it anymore. So our media and BBC, they're appalled that he's put 70,000 people under arrest and in prison. We took the recipes from the OAS. We took the recipes from the UN. We took the recipes from the European Union. We took the recipes from the United States. None of the recipes worked. More bloodshed, more people were dying. So what do we do? Okay, we do something and we save people. And now we're the safest country in the Western Hemisphere. But suddenly something's bad. Oh, but you shouldn't do that. You should do what I think you should do. Why? If it, not only we have the right to do what we think is right, and you haven't proven that your system works in our country. Might work in yours. I don't know. It doesn't work in ours. It's not working in ours. Believe me, you're uh-huh. right. I don't want a dictator, but at the same time, I'm just telling you the mentality of who we've become here in this country. All of a sudden, we don't want to. I, oh, I'll play a good example. Oh. Yeah, Ben Crump. You all know who Ben Crump is. Oh, he's the race-baiting attorney? Yeah, he's one of the newest ones. We used to have Al Sharpton, and we had Jesse uh, Jackson. I don't know what happened to him, the Reverend. And we've had a bunch of them along, uh, you know, our history here recently. But now we have Ben Crump, and he's on with MSNBC, and they're doing a little, you know, vignette for 
Black uh, History Month. History Month. And he's talking about black culture. And I want you to listen to what he recommends we should do in this country to cut down on the massive incarceration and to cut down on crime, believe it or not. Listen to this. We can get rid of all the crime in America overnight, just like that. And people ask how Attorney Crump. So how do you think he, he's going to recommend we do to get rid of crime? Let home? everybody out of jail? Mm, yeah, that'll do it. Mm, no, no, he didn't say that. Oh, just get rid of the laws. That way there's no crime to happen if there's no laws to be broken. Very close. Here it is. Change the definition of crime. Oh. So, so wait, we've got so we've got to change the definition of crime. So they're to still what? doing the same actions. Yeah. We're just going to change the definition of what they do. Oh, so we're just going to find some of those acceptable because usually crime is when you do behavior that the rest of the public finds or deems unacceptable. We we think you need to be punished for this because nobody likes it when you do this. Now this group got together. It's him, Al Sharpton, and some other uh, civil rights leader, and the group began talking about the criminal justice system under President Joe Biden and NBC's Black Man in America. A road to 2024 documentary. Coleman, also a former prosecutor, said he used to constantly deal with the notion of circular arguments that authorities go where the crime is. Um, where the hell else are they going to go? To the mall? But, they, but, <laughs> but then think about this. Yesterday I told you about Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago, mm-hmm. and they had the shot cams. There's these things they would put oh, up yeah. on, on light posts, mm-hmm. and if shots were fired within a, I forget how many mile radius, this thing would detect where the shots are coming from. Yeah, it could tell what was a gunshot, and then alert cops if it hurt it. On the screen of the dispatcher's desk was a screen that would say, in black dots, it would say, shots fired here. You see the red dots blink on the screen. The police wouldn't need a 911 call. They go straight to where the shots are fired. 95% of the times, they were in poor neighborhoods, mostly black neighborhoods. But then, of course, Ben uh, Johnson, Brandon Johnson, the mayor, said, that's racist. Do away with it. They took them all down. What? See, you can't Because you don't sol- want to point out where the crime comes right. from. You can't solve the problem if you're not willing to talk about what the real issue uh-huh. is. But Ben Crump goes on. Of course. If you get to define what conduct is going to be made criminal, you can predict who the criminal is going to be. I mean, it sounds yeah. like we are criminal, though. Yeah. Our existence no, is the culture. criminal. Well, they made no, no, the laws They made the law to criminalize our culture. To fit up. Black culture. Mm-hmm. So white people... Made the law to criminalize black people? Black people, yeah. So I'm, that, I'm pretty sure a lot of those laws still apply to me. Yeah, they apply to white people, too. And that's what critical race theory is all about. Isn't that huh. something? So they just want to make the illegal activity not illegal anymore. Well, so they're that- doing it. California. $900 worth of whatever you take. Take it. Do whatever you like. Jeez. Yeah. Should we move to California to get free stuff? Because I think that's what everybody else is doing. Pass. I mean, think about it, Jill. You're not going to go to jail. And if you do, they'll let you out that same day. Yeah, I'm good. It's under $1,000. You'll be fine. You know how many Louis bags you get? Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. Here in Polk County, a man who had been uh, featured on America's Most Wanted was arrested Sunday night in Polk County. The Osceola County Sheriff's Office issued an arrest warrant for David Albaron, 51, for two counts of sexual battery on a child under 12. Yeah, he's a prevert. Yeah, so here's more. My deputies who have contacts all over this county, and they said, hey, we know where this dude is. So we snuck around Sunday night, just before midnight, in the backyard in Country Haven Drive. (laughs) Well, it might have been Country Haven Drive, but it was no haven for him. (laughs) And all of a sudden, noise broke the silence of the night. And that's when we located O'Davey. 
and he told us his name was Jose. Can you believe that? Not only has he committed capital sexual battery on a child, he lies to the sheriff's office. Huh. But we've got him locked up in jail where he belongs. Of all the places in the world he could have gone, Lakeland was the wrong one. Yep. I, I love what? And a lot of people, this isn't just me asking this, a lot of people asking this question because we just had a, a local story about uh, some dogs that were attacking, I forget if I think it was a child. Oh, no, I think the, the pit bull thing where it attacked the other dog. Right, but then yeah. there was one before that where it Think about this. If a dog attacks a child, it gets put down, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. If a person attacks a child... Should get put down, yeah? <laughs> well, isn't that what DeSantis suggested? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love the way Grady tells the story. You know, if I if I had a granddaddy still alive, I wanted him to be Grady Judd so he could once upon a time. Oh, he would tell a good story. Yeah, it might but, have been Safe Haven Drive, but it was no safe haven for him. <laughs> <laughs> How hey, uh, you're going to be very excited about this. Scientists have grown the world's first artificial man bits. He was high, and it just seemed like a good idea. Why? Sci- <laughs> scientists are one step closer to treating male infertility than they've ever been before by successfully growing a pair of artificial balls in a dish. What? What? Hang on. That's right. These franken beans aren't fully functional yet. They'll allow experts to further investigate how to make them fully functional, but they can produce sperm. Uh, they're perfectly shaped. They're a 3D model of real testes. 3D printer? I don't know how they did it. I'm just kidding. Who's um, the model for that? Petri dish. But apparently, presumably, they have copies of a man's DNA, and through this, using the stem cells, Nitsin Gonin, <laughs> a researcher at Bar Ilion University in Israel, says she and her team, oh, it's a her, also have plans to grow fully artificial testes from stem cells in short order. I bet she is. <laughs> you know, balls. Yeah, who do they model it after? Smoke's right. I, uh, Jensen, get over here. Let me I, take a look. The funny part for me is, you know, that the, the fun phrase, hey, grow some balls. Right. Now you can. They, you went and did it. <laughs> wow. That's amazing, isn't it? It's crazy. What that, are they going to do next? I mean, it's next? spooky. You know, Pfizer's going to suppress it because they make so much money off Viagra and, well, not anymore, but uh, Cialis and Levitra and all those ED medications. Well, think about I, how much help you can give to all of those wannabe Lorena Bobbitts out there. Exactly. <laughs> you want to do something? Do it. Go ahead. I can get another one. John Wayne Bobbitt, actually, he's got a huge porn career. Sure he did. Oh, yeah. No, he made a ton of money off that. Yep. But, I mean, you, you know, after he gets thrown out of a window. Finally, according to Yahoo News, the brains of men and women operate differently. Wow. Where's my dun-dun-dun-dun when I need it? <laughs> Scientists shown for the first time in a breakthrough study that sex does matter in how people think and behave. Absolutely. The issue of whether male and female brains are distinct has proven controversial with some academics, arguing it is society rather than biology that shapes the divergence, but not true. Mm -hmm. Now, there's never been any definitive proof, but now there is, of differences in activity in the brain of men and women, according to Stanford University in the new study. It has shown that it is possible to tell the sexes apart based on... Simply brain activity in the hot spots in your brain. Hmm. They don't even have to look at your dingleberries to see okay. what sex you are. They can just look at the MRIs of your brain. Wow. Well, I mean, it, biologically, like your organism is designed for different things. Like women 
do better in professions where emotion and connection are are primary in, in those careers, like nursing or something like that. And it's like, well, there's not enough men in nursing. There's not enough this in nursing. Well, that's because females do better at it. They have a natural proclivity for that stuff. Whereas men, we're like, logic, I'll deal with my feelings later, but right now I have to do this thing. Yeah. You know, dudes are completely in a different direction. It's like, we need more girls in engineering. Well, maybe boys are better suited for it and more boys like it. Oh, you can't say that. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, you're kind of biologically designed to do certain functions. Well, to back up his uh, thesis there, his hypothesis, uh, thing, uh-huh. uh, he says there, the study also says there are marked differences in how women and men perform in the real world and in the workplace. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yes. Women tend to be better at reading comprehension and writing ability on average and have good long-term memory. Conversely, men seem to have stronger visual and spatial awareness and abstract thinking. Better working memory. That's why men can find their way around without a GPS and women can't. It's nothing wrong. I can't read, but I can certainly find the Costco down in Kissimmee. I'd never been to it yeah, without I mean, a GPS. It, it, it just, it's not a thing that you do on purpose. It's just natural. Like, we're going through the store the other day. My girlfriend's like, oh my gosh, look at this. I'm like, we need with that for? She's like, maybe it's not for us, you idiot. Maybe it's for somebody else. I'm like, oh, other people. Yeah, that's good. You care about other people? That's crazy. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when we would help when we would help Elliot with his classwork, uh, it's just in our it's known in our house now that Harold will always help with math if he needs help with math, and I help with things like English and writing and things of that nature. Exactly what you just said. And the other day, my husband goes. When did I get to be put in charge of math? I said, well, you're better at this stuff, and I'm better at this stuff. When you were born. (laughs) Yeah, like, she's looking at nice birthday gifts for friends. I'm at Home Depot going, I think this will fit in the backyard. Exactly. (laughs) You know? Uh, Thank you. Our research has concluded that men's and women's brains are very different. Let's look at the man's brain. It's primarily broken into two parts. One part is dedicated to sports and beer, and the larger area is fixated only on sex. Now the woman's brain. Whoa, look at all those areas. There are thousands. Areas of responsibility, communication, intuition. Oh, here's one dedicated to writing thank you notes. That's not even a thing in the male brain. This area is for underestimating the time it takes to get ready to go out. This area remembers to call their mothers. And this area wonders why men only think about sports, beer, and sex. Okay, I'll take questions. Uh, First, from the men. Uh, nothing? <laughs> okay, uh, now questions from the women. Whoa, actually, uh, no questions, please. <laughs> Come on, fellas, let's go grab a cold one and watch the game. It's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So, how many streaming services do you have on average? You don't have to be exact. Streaming services? Yeah, uh, you have like Netflix, Hulu. One, two, three... Netflix, uh, Paramount Plus, and um, what's the other? Peacock. Peacock. Okay. Yeah. You, you picked the A- dumbest Apple, ones. Apple TV. I, I go. Have all those. No, I get those through Apple. What, what? Yeah. You picked the dumbest. ones. I didn't ones. pick them. They go. They, they come through Apple TV. Right. Like if one. you get one, then you get another one yeah, for free. Or sometimes with oh, T-Mobile, okay. you get Disney Plus for free, yeah, or Hulu for free, yeah, or I whatever. I have my Hulu through my Spotify. Yeah. 
but I borrow Netflix. Amazon Prime my, usually is with your Amazon. Yeah, you know? I have Amazon. I traded my Hulu with my sister for her HBO. <laughs> You're but trading yeah, streaming. It. That's a new one. Well, I mean, what? No, no, I, I get it. I didn't even think of that. So when you think of it, it adds up. Sometimes you get them for free, like we were just talking about. When you Some, get your phone. So, and sometimes if you're a student, you get some of the apps for three bucks a month. You get them, you know. Um, but the average American pays $942 a year on streaming. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, sure. 29 here, 15 there. Look at Netflix. It was 3.99 when I joined and now it's what? 21.99? The no. average subscriber has 4.5 video subscriptions. It's 80 bucks a month and you end up with $900 a year. It's a lot of money. But the cable would be what? More. A lot more. Yeah. Cable well, would be over 100 a month at least. Right now if you take the internet out of my cable, it's uh I got to get rid of that. <sighs> um yeah, cuz now I can play anything off my phone. Uh 200. So it's 140. So it's almost $1,400 a year. Yeah. Just the cable. You know what we did this past year which was great. YouTube TV has pretty much everything and they give you a, a free trial. Sometimes they forget and you don't even have to put anything in and it's just it just pops up. And it never clicks off, and I think they caught on. But they give you a free trial. I do this a lot with the free trials, sometimes to see if I want the channel, but sometimes it's like, I just want to watch this show, and I can binge it in a week, and then I'll just be done with the free trial. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How many email addresses do you have? Oh, my gosh. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so you have to, we went through all of ours. Elliot's, my husband's, my mom's, my dad's, mine, my husband's student uh, accounts. I have like four. I would create some. But then you just have to give yourself a reminder <laughs> to go back in and cancel. Now, some of them... You can sign up for the free trial and that mm -hmm. same day cancel it and it'll let you go the continuous seven days and then it automatically, like it gives you the full days if you cancel it in the same day. So you have to remind yourself seven days from now to cancel it so you don't get charged. But Jill, that's, that's fraud, isn't it? No. Huh? It's giving me a free trial. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. Yeah. I'm taking part. I'm taking part of my free trial. Ain't nothing else free in this damn country. With your multi-personalities? Yeah, so you use different <laughs> different uh, email addresses. You only get it for seven days, but we would do it a lot with football because they're, we don't have local channels, so each week we would do it. They're put you in those promos that they put on the front of, like, DVDs. Yeah. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't download a bank, would you? You, you know who told me how to do that? You wouldn't use a fake email address to get a free trial, would Some, you? Somebody in your prison cell? Which the, one? the guy at the Spectrum store. That gamut. <laughs> really? Yes. He's like, piracy's a crime, but I found the Loophole here. Not pirating. <laughs> if it's offering you a free trial and you're doing it, hey, go gotcha, for it. Gotcha, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're the person that stands at Costco and eats the sample. It's like, all right, one per person. No. No, you have to walk by and then you you go Take your up jacket and down off, an walk aisle, by again, put your, your hair, hair up, up, walk by again, put, put on, on your sunglasses. sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. It's like I've done this before. <laughs> I, I just grab another one. I go, that was so good, I'll have another. And another. And they're like, sir, they're for sale in the freezer section for five ninety nine a pound. He's like, yeah. no, just give them to me. Yeah. I, I love when they get bitchy at you because, you know, once in a while you'll get like but one of those people. why would they ever get bitchy Once in a while you, you get somebody that goes, you're already here. Leave some for other people. It looks to me like you got a whole row of them laid you in the freezer. Tons. Go get another one. That's when you say, how long are you here? You got an eight-hour shift? You're here till 6 o'clock? It's 11 a.m. You're good. Just you got, you got all day to keep making these. You're not going to run out. Tell you what, I'll trade you. I'll go across the street to 7-Eleven, get some chips, come back, and we'll do some you, quick trade. <laughs> I used to have lunch at Costco. It's great. It is great. 
I mean, how could you can't order something like that? I'd like 18 different items. It's it's a, a sampler platter. Yeah, it's great. And it's it's all handheld, so you could take it with you whilst you shop. Yeah, there's some gross stuff, love. They'll have like those inventions, like the last about two weeks, a bag of gummy bear syrup. Oh, look, it's yogurt-filled turkey bites. For your pancakes. <laughs> the last couple times I've gone, I've gotten gypped because it was like the lady that said, here's our new energy drink. And I was like, that's not going to fill me up. I don't want an energy drink. Or it's hand lotion. This cucumber mint hand lotion. I can't eat that. I yeah. want that. I want oh, you'll feel stuff. greasy all day. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's depressing when you're walking out because that's where you can get all that stuff. Near the yes. front of the store is all the junk. It's like, here's a little cup full of weird looking seeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw something the other day that was like that. It was, and I got, I got duped. I almost bought it. What? For the peer pressure. It was a candle, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Made of lotion. So you burn the candle, and as it burns, you it's break. not wax. You dip your finger in it, and you rub it on your hands. I kind of like that. It's and warm. And I thought, wow, um, this, this is kind of genius. And then I was this close to buying one, because it smelled all coconutty. Yeah. And I was, oh, this is a $45 candle. Oh, man. And I thought- But you would pay for that lotion. True. If you were if you were to pay for both a candle and a lotion together- Yeah. It might cost you upwards of $45. And you have Stop that. justifying it to me. You're going to make me go back and get it. No, Do you I, like the feel of a hot candle wax on your body? <laughs> Hell Do you want to yeah. stay moisturized? Boy, have I got the thing for you. <laughs> that sounds great. Here, dip your finger to this fire. I'll, I'll tell you off air where I got it. Or where it, they have Oh, it. one of those stores. Yeah, I'll no, be no, sure no. to write it down. Which one? Dare, Dare De- What's it called? The one that has a billboards up? No, it's an expensive Dare store. Dareware. You'll make fun of me because it's one of my favorite stores, but you would never be caught dead in one of these stores. Uh-oh. Bloomingdale's? No. What's wrong with Bloomingdale's? The name. I love Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. Hey, where are you going to go today, Ingrid? I'm going to Bloomingdale's to look at the jewelry. Oh, you got to hate on Bloomingdale's. It's a great store. Just the, those big stores have the worst names. It's like Dillard's. What happened to you here? I Dillard it. Dillard's. Dillard. What's the other one? Dress What's- Barn. Oh, God. That's the worst. That's the best. Dress parties. Hey, we got to wrangle these people, these women, and get in there with the, get their dress in the dress barn. And everything in dress barn had a doily <laughs> attached to the neck. Well, I mean, one of those. What are you implying? That I'm shopping in a barn? I'm an animal? I belong in a yes, barn? Yes, you're what a farm are you animal, and even farm animals like to look pretty. Yeah, so. even you want to dress, don't you, cow? Get in here. <laughs> Jeez. So I never thought Rick would want me to talk about Beyonce's new country album, but we were chatting about it earlier. It debuted, which the charts now I feel hold no water anymore. It debuted at number one, and I'm not saying it's not good. You, you decide for yourself. Here's her new country song called Texas Hold'em. This ain't Texas. Ain't no hold'em. Hey, lay our cars down, 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 down. So your keys Okay, you know, first of all, it, it's not with me. It's not even the music that could be anybody, and I would say, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not yeah. even great, but it's Beyonce. But part of you doesn't think for a minute that her record company or her or Jay Z or one of his companies goes over to the country chart and goes, here's a little something. Beyonce's song's gonna debut at number one. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But also, here's the thing that gets me: what defines a country song? Uh, what is the definition I know, of that genre? It's a, it's a pickup truck, a beer, and a blonde girl in short So jeans. it's lyrical content alone? No, I don't know. Or do you have to have a southern accent? Does it have to be a guitar, certain guitar yeah, riff? Yeah, steel guitar, guitar have to be twang. in there? Dude, I don't know. you got to kind of feel it. Do I have to wear a hat while I sing? Does that help? But also, I think 
country music as a whole has a is sort of an ideology. It sort of has a certain things that go with it. Maybe I'm wrong, but like you know, I don't know, law and order, uh, uh, family. Some of them would even say religion. Mm-hmm. You know that country music's about the heart, and it's about what's you know, the heart of America. Yep. So I can't take it seriously from a police hating, police defunding, uh, America hating woman who all of a sudden decided she's going to do a country song. Yeah, but I, I don't like think Dolly Parton tried to do uh, pop, and it was, it was a good attempt. Yeah. She tried to do rock. It was a good attempt. Some of the songs were kind of hokey. But for her to do this, I don't, I don't buy. It. Like you know, Darius Rucker is a real country artist. Now, yeah, but what makes him a country artist? I'm glad, hold on, the I'm, music. I'm glad you brought that up because this is perfect for this. When Darius Rucker went from Hootie and the Blowfish to country, if a radio station didn't play Darius Rucker, did they call them racist because he's a black singer? No. Well, an Oklahoma country radio station didn't want to play Beyonce's song because they said it doesn't sound country. We're a country radio station. We play her other songs on our Top 40 station, but we don't want to play the song. They said, ah, racist. Everything is racist. Everything's because of white supremacy. Everything is racist. And you're a Nazi. And tell me that wasn't by, uh, by, that, that just... It smells just, of plan. Well, it doesn't sound like country. To no, me. and it's not but, a good song. Because she got a, a half, you know, volume banjo in the background uh-huh. doesn't do it for me. But let me ask you this: If Taylor Swift were to come out with a gangster rap album, and the rap urban stations didn't want to play her, are they going to be called racist? No, of course not. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, we play Eminem. We're fine. Well, they got a lot of backlash, and of course, they were a bunch of uh, what do you call them? Puss cakes. There you go for. They they they, they, they gave said, in. Yeah, they, they're playing a crappy song on the air simply because somebody called them racist. That's yep. really a convenient me- mechanism. Yeah, let's have a little fun, shall we? It's time to ask an idiot. Oh no! Rather need for- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to reset here. Sorry. Okay, we're all reset. Let's go. Let's ask an This is a random influencer. I love these people that go out on the street asking Gen Z, younger generations in Times Square, simple and basic questions, and here are their answers. What country is the Queen of England from? Whatever country? Canada. Big brain Americans. Do you know what time this is? 5, 10, 15, 20, uh, 2.45. Do you know what country the Great Wall of China is in? Country? Yeah. Japanese. Oh my God. Do you know what 15% of 100 is? Probably like 75. Do you know what oh. the third month of each year is? Ain't that leap year? Name all the months. September, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. And she stops. Do you know what year the U.S. was founded? I'm going to say B.C. I'm going to keep it at B.C. era. 1800s? B.C.? Yeah. <laughs> How many moons does the Earth have? 30? I don't know. Do you know what 33 divided by 3 is? No, I don't know. Give me a guess, a number, a round one. I don't know, Bob. What two countries border the USA? Isn't the North Pole below us? Yeah. What is above us? Is it Europe? Let's ask oh it. Bit. I hurt. Take a shower. Now. A little bit. God. <laughs> and finally, the world's only McDonald's with a ski-through window has what? become a destination. It's a McDonald's at a ski resort, and you can ski right by the window, place your order, pick it up, and keep on going. And they have oh, all see. the regular stuff you could get at McDonald's, but they also have warm cinnamon buns and hot chocolate. So if you want to warm up, um, I tried to do that here, and they didn't serve me. 
<laughs> yeah, well, here you can't do it. It's called the Mixed Ski, by the way, and it's at a ski resort, wow, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Um, and a lot of people come from Denmark, Germany, but a lot of English people are there too, and they appreciate it because they go, "Oh, McDonald's Mixed Ski, how fun! I could go." by foot uh, via my skis mm-hmm. past the drive through window but I feel like the shake machine's broken a lo- always <laughs> I feel like so many other sports are going to try to do this and I don't know if it's going to work the same way oh in Daytona they'll have to do this one right. coming to McDonald's you've heard of our ski through window well get ready for our Formula One through window our restaurants are built on a Formula One racetrack and now you can order while you drive what can I get for you I want a Big Mac <laughs> And what to drink? A Daiko. No way. A Sprite. Would you like to add an apple pie for dessert? No thanks. Drive laps around the next window for your total, please. The new Formula One through window only at McDonald's. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. A controversial new business won't be opening up anytime soon in Atkinson, New Hampshire. City business leaders are not having it. A woman requested a zoning permit to run an adult diaper spot of her home. <laughs> An adult. Oh, this is the diaper spa lady we were talking mm-hmm. about. They per- shut her down, huh? Permit denied. It seems this spa would cater to adults who wear diapers and act like children and like to be treated like children. All right. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. That's weird. That's the way it goes. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. This is so good. Okay. Um. So this guy, he's been married to this woman and he loves her to death. Seriously. For a long, long time. I think they've been married for two decades. They have children together, blah, blah, blah. So apparently at one point she got kidney disease. And being the husband that he is, he offered her one of his kidneys. Yes, he gave it to her. Saved her life. A touching gesture. But then he found out she was cheating on him. Okay. His name is Dr. Richard Batista. Um, now he got himself a lawyer and he's demanding the kidney back or $1.5 million. Wait, can you do that? <laughs> I guess not. No, I want it back. No. She no. had two failed kidney transplants before he decided to donate one of his kidneys to save her life and their marriage in 2001. But it seems that while the procedure succeeded in saving Danelle's life, the bonus was not quite so forthcoming. And she filed for divorce in 2005. Dr. Batista accused her of having an affair and responded by including a demand for the donated kidney to be returned or compensation of $1.5 million. Oh, please tell me they didn't side with him, or did they? No, they're going to court. Uh, they think the judge is going to just toss the whole thing out. So. He wants his kidney back. Yeah. A million five cash in a sack. Take me to the... Never mind. All right, so finally, a great white shark trying to make a meal out of two divers in an underwater cage bashed itself so hard against the bar that it broke its neck and drifted dead to the bottom of the ocean. Did you see this video? Yeah. This is insane. Cage diving is scary anyway, and I still don't know why they make the openings big enough for a shark face to be able to get in there. And can't the shark... I mean, I've seen enough of the Jaws-type movies where the shark just sticks his nose in there and has so powerful they bend the bars? No? I don't want to find out in person. That's for sure. How about those people that are in the water, no cage, scuba gear, and they touch the shark's oh, nose, and the shark uh-uh. turns over and goes to sleep? 
No, 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 yeah. no. I mean, isn't that a thing though, where you invert them and they're like, oh, dude, I don't know, like suddenly shark docile. Experts though, yes. I don't. Yeah, I would like, hope so. I don't know so. if we were in the ocean, if we would be like, that's okay. I'm going to use the force to roll no. the shark over and I, make it go to sleep. I wouldn't even be in the cage. Nope, me neither. Well, the guy sticks his arm out with his palm of his hand, touches the shark's nose, and s- gently moves it away. All you have and to I'm do. Think- is watch the movie 47 meters down and you will never want a cage dive. Anyway, the recently resurfaced footage posted on X over the weekend shows the mammoth fish charging towards the cage in a frenzied attempt to get to the contraption's pair of terrified humans inside. But as the shark thrusts its head into between the bars, it gets stuck and thrashes around reportedly for 25 minutes while trying to free itself, fatally breaking its neck in the process. That's so sad. It is. But why do these people do this? Again, why do they make the cages with an opening big enough for the shark to get its face in there? And I thought sharks were really smart. He was like, I want to eat you. And then he got stuck and he's like, oh crap, oh crap. (laughs) Coming to the Discovery Channel, sharks like you've never seen before. It's Dumb Shark Week. Whoa, look at that shark. He keeps ramming into the steel cage. What a dumb thing to do. The dumbest sharks doing the dumbest things. Hey, what's that shark doing with that toaster? He just dropped it into the ocean. What a dumb shark. It's Dumb Shark Week. No shark, don't light that cigarette next to that offshore oil rig. So dumb. Only on the Discovery Channel. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right. Looks like we have something to read you. Hang on. Got to log in. Oh, boy. You've got hate. Oh, good. Oh, yay. Yay. Right okay. on. Voicemail just came over. We're talking about Beyonce. Yeah, and how there was a her song hit number one, her country song. She has a country album out, and there's an Oklahoma country radio station that didn't want to play Beyonce. They play her on their pop station, but they didn't like it and didn't think it was country enough for their country station, so they didn't play her, and the whole town called them racist. So, um, the song goes on. <laughs> I mean, it really does. So, Obviously not listening very close or listening very close and denying that we didn't say anything racist just because we mentioned it. It was racist. So here's a listener. And let me see if I can get her first name. Ginger. Hi, Ginger. How are you? Oh, that's right. She's not listening anymore. Oh, yeah. She she changed us. I will be deleting you from my radio. Never heard such blatant, blatant racism. You don't even play country music. And neither does Beyonce, which is why we mentioned it. Doesn't she say stay in your lane after that? Stay in your lane and talk about what you know about. Well, uh, obviously, I've been a program director of multiple formats in multiple cities for 40 years. So I think I know what I'm talking about. And um, we just said, look, you know what? Martin Luther King. Remember, remember that guy? Remember the one that we don't follow anymore, but we certainly take Monday off when he has a birthday. The one that said don't judge people by the color of their skin. But the content of the character and all but that. But their color, their skin, and you don't play their album, and yeah. then it's racist. The reason I, if I ran a country station, would not play Beyonce, is not because of the color of skin, it's because the song sucks. So yeah. if Taylor Swift, who did country, came out with a country song that sucked, I wouldn't play it likewise. So, Ginger, see ya. Nice, nice having you. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, if Waylon Jennings came out with a rock album, would we play it? I don't know. How rocky is it? Well, that's what I said. It's it's so funny that when Darius Rucker went from Hootie and the Blowfish to country, if somebody didn't play Darius Rucker's country song, nobody was screaming racism then. Not a soul. 
I just didn't think Beyonce's country song, it didn't sound country, all right? Just because you put a banjo in the background that you can barely hear doesn't make it a country song. It's right. very poppy. You know, it's because she's singing about horses or something. <laughs> See, but how but do you define that? What she's doing to us in her little voicemail is the same thing that these people did to that station in Oklahoma. So thank you for proving our point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you are part of the lesson. Uh, and we're going to dedicate the next three stories to you. It's all about race. Let's start out with it's Black History Month, and there's one person that doesn't like Black History Month. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? <laughs> well, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which okay. month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop still- talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. That's yeah. it. Very simple. You replace uh, skin color with the word human, and all of a sudden, racism's gone. And look, I'm not, I'm not ridiculous. I know that it's always going to exist. There's stupid people everywhere. But at the same time, we were headed in a good direction back before Barack Obama became president. Isn't that funny? That's kind of ironic, I think. We, we put in a black president that white people voted for overwhelmingly, and that's when all the racism went the other way, and we started doing it all over again. So, Ginger, maybe take a lesson from that one. But I got more. But wait, there's more. Students in a Seattle English class were told that their love of reading and writing is a characteristic of white supremacy. I'm sorry, what? Yes. Are there any black students in that class? Are they multicultural white supremacists? I don't know. The lesson plan has one local father speaking out, call it educational malpractice, and I agree with him. And I'm sure that every parent thinks the same, but the rest of them are because they don't want to be called racist or something. It's part of the Black Lives Matter at school week. World literature and composition students at Lincoln High School were given a handout with definitions of nine characteristics of white supremacy, according to the father of a student. Given the subject matter of the class, the father found it odd this particular lesson was brought up when 63% of the class is not proficient in their grade level in math. Seattle high schoolers were told that worship of the written word is white supremacy because it is an erasure of the wide ranges of ways we communicate with each other. By this definition, the very subject of world literature and composition is racist. But how else do we communicate? <clears throat> I mean, outside of written word, we have the sign language. We have the mouth noises. Um, yeah, the squiggle symbols really help. You know, there's more. about telepathy? What, what, what? There's more. This, uh, this actually plays into what Ginger uh, made an example of herself right here. Objectivity. Objectivity. Mm-hmm. Being objective is racist. Individualism and perfectionism is white supremacy. So meritocracy, where people who perform better get better rewards, that's racist. If students deny their own racism or that or any of the nine characteristics listed in this guide, you are a white supremacist. (laughs) And if you don't think so, then you're guilty of denialism. Denialism. Such a complicated world. Isn't it just denial? He's got a 15-year-old kid that has to go through this crap. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So the parents are calling it out. Now the one parent spoke up, a few more are speaking out. But the majority need to speak out, and they're not going to because they're all afraid. Can't live your life in fear, man, because they'll take it. All right, so a little bit more here. This is an example of hypocrisy in the white community. Who cares more about black people and black communities than black people themselves? You don't know? Oh, my God, I need to educate you. Suburban, overeducated, Lululemon wearing, well, they can wear other brands if they can't afford it, white women. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, that's actually a fact. Oh, I'm done with this, Rick Stacy. Change the channel. Now, in Washington, D.C., the wokest, 92% liberal, capital of the world, two schools are merging. Maury Elementary School. Maury Elementary School has got about 500 kids. It's 80% white. Then there's Minor Elementary, which is walking distance. It's less than a mile down the road. It is 80% black. Now, the district of uh, the these schools are contained in wants to be more diverse. So they're thinking of merging the two schools together. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny is if you look at the predominantly white school, those parents are always cheering on diversity, equality or equity, equity. And, and inclusion. Right. They go to the meetings and they always talk about we're so diverse. We have to help the black people and we have to be because we're the only ones that can help because we're white liberals. So, yeah. All of a sudden, they're very upset, the white people are. These are the ones that started all this. The district, their school board is predominantly white, housed by white women from the suburbs of Virginia. So here's what one of them said. From my perspective, there's a lot of unknowns here. What about the quality of the school? What will it look like? Wow. Do you think that's a bit... Racist? Racist? Oh. Well, maybe a little. There's more. Another white parent, woman, said, I worry the teachers will leave the school because of the integration. What? Wow. Another Maury elementary parent said she's concerned the integration plan could bring down the average at a school that typically scores high on standardized tests. So now there's two things that are racist. Now... You're saying that a certain race of people can't help themselves without your help. And now you're saying they're dumb and they're going to bring down yeah. the average. Like, wouldn't you be insulted? It gets better. Some Maury parents admitted that they would consider leaving the area if this merging plan goes through. I would consider that racist. racist. <laughs> Good grief. What's the matter with people? Right. All right. Now, here's a story uh, of... This is a spectacular human being. His name is Roland Fryer. Roland, Roland used to Fryer. work at the McDonald's drive-thru. And somehow, some way, he found the willpower, the discipline, and obviously this guy was already coming to the table with a high level of intelligence to become a Harvard economist. Wow. He's one of the most... Let me just tell you about him real quick. He's one of the most celebrated economists in the world and is the author of more than 50 papers on topics ranging from the economic consequences of distinctively black names to racial differences in police shootings. At 30, he became the youngest black tenured professor in Harvard's history. At 34, he won a MacArthur Genius Fellowship followed by a John Bates Clark Medal. I don't know what any of those are, but they sound very important. John Bates Clark, yeah, it sounds very official. Yeah. 
He was, these awards are the first time it was given to any American under 40 who is judged to have made the most significant contribution to economic thought and knowledge. This is a guy, Roland Fryer, who used to work at the drive through window at McDonald's. Wow. Nobody bought him his education. He did it all on his own. All of a sudden, he finds himself shoved out. Why? The man came from nothing and ends up with this great education. He's brilliant. He's a worldwide rising star, and he's shoved out. What happened? What happened? Real simple. He did a study on his own, hired his own people, lots of them, about police shootings in the United States. At the time that he did this research, Claudine Gay was the president of Harvard University. Mm -hmm. The study comes out. And he talks about the numbers. And this was in 2016. Here's the numbers. The police were more likely to either manhandle or use some kind of non-fatal force against blacks and Hispanics than whites. Okay. I understand that. But it also found that officers were 23.8% less likely to shoot a black man than a white person. 5% less likely to shoot Hispanics than a white person. It also showed, this is where the shoved out part comes in, no racial differences in officer-involved shootings. I'll let Roland tell you the rest. So what my paper showed was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force every day pushing up against cars and things like that. People tend to like that result. But we didn't find any um, racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. The little known fact is I had eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. When I found the surprising result, I hired eight fresh ones and redid it to make sure. They came up with the same exact answer and I thought it was robust and I went to go give it and my God, all hell broke loose. It got so bad that he had to have armed guards to go home. Dude. The death threats were like droplets in a rain shower, raining down on him like crazy. Police protection for about 30 or 40 days. I had a seven-day-old daughter at the time. So I I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with an armed guard. It was crazy. It was really, truly crazy. That's when you're black in this country and you don't think like the black leaders want you to think. If you have a mind of your own and you have the ability to critically think, nah-uh-uh, don't try it. That's not allowed. We will crush you. Now, did Claudine Gay facilitate any of this pushback? Against him? I don't know. I don't know the rest of the story. I do know that the guy is amazing, and him and a bunch of his uh, associates are actually opening a brand new university. Wow. They have 100 students enrolled. I don't know exactly where it is, but I I couldn't get the whole article. But yeah, they're they're getting a university together that, um, and you you have to read about it. The the description of the university is amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be the opposite of all the crap that's going on in the universities we have now. So good for Roland Fryer. A true American hero. Okay. Sounds like yes. You hear that, Ginger? Is he racist too? His name just seems like a kitchen appliance. Try the new Roland Fryer. <laughs> I love my air fryer. So uh, Shark Tank star, um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. You know, you got Mark Cuban on there. You got that oh. other guy. Kevin O'Leary was pretty much a liberal at one point. 
So he was commenting on the uh, Trump trial in New York with Letitia James, who ran on, I'm going to get Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to destroy him. And looking by what the result was of the last fraud trial, she's doing a good job of it so far. Uh, he was fined $355 million. It all totals out to about $400 million because they say he, what was the word? He, fraud, he did, committed fraud, right? He committed fraud by overvaluing his properties. And here's uh, Kevin O'Leary's thoughts on that. Is this judge rational to charge $355 million in a case where no one lost any money? Is that good for the people of New York? Should the people of New York wake up to this and say, what's happening to us? Why is this becoming so perverse? Why are we the focus of this injustice? Wouldn't there be many companies who would not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. When you get a developer, when you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth $400 million and he wants to borrow $200 million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on earth, including every American city, every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth 400. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case, because they're very good at it, the banks are very good, and they say, no, it's worth 300. We're only gonna loan you 150 million. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. So this woman that's interviewing doesn't get it? This is, she's on CNN, I have her name in front of you, I forget her name. Oh. Uh, it's on the story that I gave you. She's one of the CNN hosts. No, she just wants, she's not happy with his answer. Oh, Laura Coates. Yeah, yeah so I know she's not happy with the way this is going. And then, in this case, even, the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, we didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd like to. But the judge said, no, 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 no. Let's penalize this developer for $355 million. And if we're going to do that, let's penalize all the developers all across America. They've all done the same thing. All of them should go to jail and we should stop building buildings. That's what the message is from New York. Even the governor herself is concerned about what this looks like to investors all around the world. It's not just U.S. domestic. All well, around the world, people are talking about what happened here. You really think people want to invest money in New York after this? How about we go well, somewhere I, I else? Think how, I think there are to, people who would, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I want to converse well, with you, you instead. you just but. did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they can't. They can't let go of the narrative there. They lose their jobs. There was no victim. Nobody lost money. No. First of all, there's no jury there either. This is just well, the judge that took it upon himself to go. Uh, the bank even said, "No, no, we were, we didn't lose any money. We wanted no. to keep doing no. business with the guy." And he's like, "No, no, you Wyatt, don't know what you're talking about." Wyatt, that's the pretext with which we're going after him. I think the real reason is we don't want him to be able to do anything. Mm. Exactly. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. Every week we get a front row seat to our nation's politics, and so to the White House we go with the President of the United States. Good. Morning. Good morning, Joe Biden. Hey, good morning, Casey. Always good to be on with you and Jiggles and Tallywhack, man. And, and I hope you and all the guys there had a happy President's Day the other day. Uh, I, I don't want to complain, but I'm kind of the guy, man. And even though Pepsi Day is my day, I don't, I don't get a present. I don't get one. Uh -huh. Yeah, everybody just goes out and buys themselves half-price bed sheets. 
Now I know how the baby Jesus feels on Christmas, Jack. Uh, Mr. President, if we could start the interview now. In a statement you gave from the White House, you said that Vladimir Putin is responsible for the death of uh, Russian opposition leader Alexei uh, Navalny. Is that uh, Navalny? Yeah, you got the thing. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Come on, man. It's not like this is a big mystery. Everybody knows that Putin took him out. You mean Putin? I told those reporters that God's honest truth. We don't really know how Putrid did his horrible thing. Putin. Putin. But mark my words, Penn and Teller's going to pay a heavy price, Jack. That's Putin. You know, you know the thing. Well, yeah. well, let's move on, Mr. President. It's been about a week since your uh, campaign jumped on a TikTok bandwagon, which I find unbelievable. Are you getting the hang of it, using it, or does your campaign staffers post on TikTok for you? No, don't be ridiculous. I do all my own TikToking on there, pal. I, I, I learned my lesson on that the hard way. And, ju- and just a little tip for you folks, but make sure you always check and see what somebody's helping you put up there, man, because before you know it, you're going to start getting millions of views of pictures of yourself that all they have that are my, my naked older brother with his wiener in the background. <laughs> okay. Next question, sir. An FBI informant has been charged with lying about you and your son Hunter's ties to the Ukrainian energy company company. Do you feel vindicated at all? Oh, boy. Oh, we and lost we've lost him again. Oh, got to tell you, pay that cricket bill. <laughs> Prepaid. The Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. What a world. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So we have another eclipse coming up. Yay! This one's going to be April 8th. And if you've always wanted to experience a total eclipse, Take not the of the heart. Work. Is it eclipse of the sun or the moon? Um, what does it say? Solar eclipse. Or Is lunar it a solar eclipse? Or a lunar one. It doesn't say. Well, I mean, say. well something's got to get eclipsed. Well, look it up, stack of smoke. Uh, it says here, Delta Airlines is offering you a flight to be able to witness the eclipse from 30,000 feet. Yeah, but you're in a plane. You get a little where you get to go well, out on the wing? Well, no. Wait, listen. I'm getting there. Out on the wing. Flight 1218 from Austin to Detroit departs at 1215, lands at 420. Uh, the eclipse is going to happen right after 3 o'clock. Oh, uh, this does is this a, go along the path? This is the aircraft boat. It's got extra large windows. Oh. So that way you can actually check out the exposure of the eclipse. Um, they've also announced five other routes for those who might not be able to make that particular flight. Yes, I think they're trying to go along. Yeah, because, I mean, the, certain parts of the country, like, you might see it for a second if you see it at all. But to, like, fly along the thing as it's going. Isn't that can, interesting? Can, can you go fast enough? Don't know. I, I wonder if you go too fast. Really? I don't know. Huh. Here's don't something know. that sounds like a bad idea. You know women out there that get, and I had them for a couple years, um, fake eyelashes. I'm not talking about the kind that you glue on yourself that you get at CVS. That just seems dangerous. I don't need to put any sort of adhesive next to my eyeball. You so know? I went to a girl that did. I was the same girl that always did mine, and um, I just got a couple because you. The whole point of getting stuff like that is to look natural. But some people look it makes them feel good to have big bushy eyelashes, and if that's what makes you feel good, then you go for it. However, 
pretty soon people aren't going to be applying your eyelashes. They now have robots that can apply fake eyelashes with sharp tools, and they guarantee they won't stab your eyeballs, but I don't trust them. Yeah, no there's, way. There's no way it'll go into a murder spasm and just blind you. Would I look pretty with the eyelashes? Should I get eyelashes? I don't mind. I mean, if you can get them long enough to match the brows, you're fine. My regular ones are gone. You don't have any eyelashes anymore? No, they're gone. My belly button's gone. I'm missing parts. <laughs> I'm one of those open box sales. He's the old teddy bear that's missing an eye at the garage sale. Right. Just Just needs a little loving. So a little eyelash, no? It depends. If you get very little, how much would you pay me to put, get them on? I think you could use Jill's Perf- mascara. Perf- well, you, you probably could use mascara. No, I got no eyelashes to well, put I the mascara on. I can see your eyelashes from the side. They're just light brown. They're very small. Mm-hmm. God. I hate guys that have big eyelashes. That, that's a problem with a lot of men. Thin eyelashes. Right? No, it's not. M- men have better eyelashes than women. No, they don't. Where do you get them? Everybody really in my, every guy in my family has thick, long, black eyelashes. I mean, they were better when I was a kid. But yeah, I don't know because I'm like, Italian or what. But I worked they, with uh, Larry, my partner in, in Los Angeles, uh, gay guy. Mm-hmm. He had the most incredible eyelashes. I was, dude, do I have to be gay to get those? <laughs> and he was like, no, no, no. It runs in my family. And then I started looking at his brother and his mother. And they're all, yeah, the, the eyelashes were like pff, out yeah, the ear. Right. Like you can't wear sunglasses because you blink and they'll just get pushed off your that face. That was the thing that annoyed me when I had fake eyelashes was that my they would hit my sunglasses. How big were they? They We saw them. I've been here with them, but they- You have? Uh-huh. I didn't notice. But the problem is when you get fake eyelashes, you have to have really strong regular eyelashes because they have to sit on top of your oh, actual eyelash. Yeah. So if you have three eyelashes, you're just going to have three really long eyelashes. Can you get, can you get like snaps and snap mint? If you get the glue on kind at the store, like the CVS, they're like eight bucks. Does anybody go the other way and try to trim them? No, you don't trim your eyelashes. I mean, I don't know. If you get the long ones and they're shoving your sunglasses off your face, maybe just give them a cut. I saw the worst video. It was one of those videos that said, these are things that make me twitch. And it was like, say you had a whole cake and someone cut a piece out from the very center. But one of them was somebody cutting their actual real eyelashes off. And no, it just, off to get all together? All together. Just Why? Gave me a heebie- oh. I have no idea. Why does anybody... Oh. I know! You don't think it would be something creepy to look at, but when you see it, you go, oh. Maybe it's a new trend. But this robotics company is called Loom. They have an AI-powered robot that can apply fake eyelashes faster than humans do. It takes a really long time. It takes about three hours for a regular, if you're just getting them done for the first time. But if you're getting- I don't want you just slap them on there either, you know? Yeah, so it takes a long time, and they have a magnifying glass and everything. But the CEO says it will completely transform the experience of eyelash extensions at the salon. Their first uh, robot is going to be at an Ulta store in San Jose, California. Of course. It's going to be at the upscale, the mom and Oh pop. my God, wait, it gets worse. Okay. Worse or better? Worse. No. Here's what happens. I have to look this photo up. So you lay down and you have your eyes taped shut. You lock your head into a machine. No. And then two robotic arms with pointy tools glue the fake lashes onto oh, your real lashes. Oh no, that sounds like a like, Thing that they put the guy in Clockwork Orange in and make him watch all the videos. One lady said, <laughs> I got it done there. Um, she was one of the first people and said, it just felt like butterfly kisses. Yeah, you just put your head in the head cage and then these whirring blades will whisk the old fake eyelashes off and this giant industrial sewing machine puts the new ones on. I'm dying. Ready? The current model that they have now can put on eyelashes 30% faster than a human can, but they're oh, working sorry. on it to be able to be 400% faster. No, uh, the, uh, the speed is not worth it. Like, what <laughs> the risk? That sounds good. I mean, somebody wow. bumps into you, or you move the wrong way, or you sneeze. I mean, that's right into the ball. They're hoping to have them at all Ulta locations eventually. Okay. Mm. I have an mm-hmm. update on the only moms. Uh, only only moms. That's only a, moms? Yeah, that's a genius Write idea. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Shh. Only mil- MILFs. Uh, OnlyFans mom 
from here in Florida from the Catholic school, which I feel like right. we've done it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the story, there's a mother that has an OnlyFans account. Her kids go to a Christian school, and they I guess she had her decal, her OnlyFans decal in the back of her car. The school got some complaints, and they said, you can't bring that vehicle on the grounds anymore. And she said, okay, I understand. So she would park across the street and walk her kid across the street when she would drop her children off. So that wasn't good enough. Some other moms were very upset. We had a clip of a mom, and it's, it was hilarious because she was standing there with her arm around her husband, and she was like, we don't feel like this represents what the school stands for. And the husband's like, uh-huh. I better uh-huh. go erase my password real uh-huh. quick on OnlyFans. Uh-huh, sure. And they didn't think that was enough. She did what they asked her to do, so then they expelled her children. Right. And what you didn't see in the story was there's a paywall up for OnlyFans. So That's if you, how that works, yeah. Yeah, if you want to get to the, the videos, which are, I believe, are of her and her husband, if you want to get to the videos, you have to put in your ID, you have to be 18 years or older, if you t- tell the truth, and then you have to put a credit card number in. So now they took it a step further. She was upset her kids got expelled. A lot of people were upset for her, saying the kids didn't do anything wrong. Why are right. the children being expelled? And they said they would only let the kids back in the school. You would think what? If she takes a sticker off the car? Right. Wasn't just that. You take the sticker off the car, and we need a written letter from you on how you plan to repent and reform yourself after Ooh. this is said and done. And then if we think that what you've done is enough and you're the kind of person that we like. Mind you, this woman has been going to this church for years and has volunteered there and everyone loved her until they saw the sticker. Then all of a sudden now they don't like her. Right. And so they said, if we'll make judgment on you and decide whether your kids can come back or not. Well, a couple other kids, apparently, this is what... It's funny about the story. We're caught looking at the OnlyFans page. Now, when you say that, you go, they were caught. My brain goes to, well, how were they caught? Did they just look her up on the internet or did they actually go into the OnlyFans? Because they would have to put an ID in. They would have to put a credit card in. And they would do that at school or at home? It doesn't say whether they did it at school or at their house. Because if they're doing it at their house... Whether you think it's right or wrong, right. where they're doing something at their house, the school can't dictate. Right, right, right. Well, I don't like what you did at your own. And how can you prove it? And it says here they have no proof that these other kids were looking it up. They were just told and they expelled nine more kids. They, oh, my God. So are the parents really upset of those ki- those kids? Some of the parents were upset. Some said, you know what? Blessing in disguise is probably not the kind of school I want my kid to go to anyway. Oh, yeah. gotty. All right. Wow. And finally, a Disney star has turned into an astronaut. I don't recognize this girl. I I did watch Wizards of Waverly Place briefly. Um, She was on Good Luck Charlie, The Click, and Wizards of Waverly Place with Selena Gomez. Her name's Bridget Mendler. I don't recognize her. But she has launched a satellite data startup backed by some major companies. Um, It's called Northwood Space. And uh, she's got some investors, including Founders Fund, Andreessen Horowitz and also Capital. So she wants to be able to, her vision is uh, a data highway between Earth and space. What? I don't, don't pretend we to understand. I don't speak astronauts. Satellite communication already? Yeah, but I guess she's going to take it to another level, which you know Disney's going to try to capitalize on this as well. Coming soon, the space adventure you've been waiting for. It's Disney in space. Well, gosh, even I know that's impossible. I'm not even a human. (laughs) All right. My 
mistake. You'll love as all of your favorite Disney characters and Star Wars characters are together at last. Here's the force you must. <laughs> Understand you, I can't. It's Disney in space. Now, Mickey, you will retrieve your friend Snow White and her seven dwarves, and they will join the dark side, and we will... <laughs> anymore. It's offensive. Oh, right. I don't want to get cancelled. What should I call them? No idea. Coming soon. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You stupid idiot, smarty pants. Stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. Gen Z is doing it again. Uh-oh. This is actually a cool story. Gen Z has an affinity for making old things new again. You know, with the vinyl, some other stuff. But now, it's the rotary phone. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks cool. Gen Zers are ditching iPhones for, I don't believe that for one second. No, they're not ditching their iPhones. And I bet they don't even use the rotary phone because they don't like phone calls. Did you see the video where they tried to ask one of the Gen Zers how to work a rotary phone? And they were like smacking it like they don't don't even know how this works. They were trying to press the plastic underneath a hole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, it says in the story here, this make-believe story, that uh, Gen Zers are ditching (laughs) iPhones for flip phones, bringing back digital cameras, and using iPod minis as their hair clips. No, they're not. They're buying vintage iPods from 2000. You know, it's funny. <coughs> Yesterday, I heard somebody. Uh, I was at the diner, and I heard some kids behind me talking. About an iPod? And he said, yeah, he said, give me your iPod. And I was like, it clicked for a second, and I thought, no, they must, it just must be You're kidding, talk. right? No, I'm not kidding. And I now, found my iPod and, the and other day. I found my mini, too. <laughs> Did you? But they, they were are, so small, it's a little square. A little thing. But they are using them. I've seen, that I've seen. They're using them as hair clips and buying out vintage iPods from 2007, the real heavy ones. The next target is none other than landline rotary phone, the one with the cord on it. You know why they like them? It's why? not because of the rotary. It's not because of the way they, they like look? to twirl the wire. Oh. Girls like to twirl the wire. I mean, there is something to be said for not being able to be reached when I'm not at my house. That's kind of nice. Can you imagine that? I can't even imagine it anymore, what it was like to be able to get in your car and you can't be reached. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can. You just turn your phone off. You just have to wait till I get home. Can't, yeah, that's what I... Do you it. guys don't do that? You, you're that compelled to be like, well, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta, I have to. It's on all the time. If it isn't playing something or some stream or, or the station... Children, or children, you want to have it on all the time anyway, just in case they need something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but wait, you were a kid. What, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? I was an angel. I never got into trouble. What about you, Rick? You were a troublemaker, <laughs> but also a child without a cell phone. What'd you do? I was... You know, the thing is, is... Uh, I grew up like most at 13, 12 years old. I was gone from the house all day long. They never knew where I was. Yeah. And I didn't have a phone. There was no way to reach me. I could be two two neighborhoods over. Ours were, we were always in the neighborhood and they could always tell we were where we were by where our bikes were, whose lawn our bikes were on. Yeah. You know, like everyone, we all lived a couple houses apart from each other, but we, we were just friends well, with the kids on your block. I used to have this friend Charlie across the street and whenever I didn't want my parents to come get me because we were doing something like mm-hmm. burning toys or something, uh, I would bury my bike in the leaf pile in front of the house. Why? So they wouldn't know you were there? They wouldn't know I was there. Did they not ah. like him as a friend for you? No, no, it wasn't that. As they wanted to be able to come get me for something stupid. Oh. You know? We're going My to mom show would up call. Right. Huh? My mom would call all the, because all the moms were friends. Uh-huh. Are they over there? No, I think they were over at Billy's house. All right, I'll call Billy's mom. <laughs> all right, where was I? Okay, anyway, so they'd like the, uh, you know how much, uh, if you want to buy a rotary wall phone or a touch-tone wall phone one. now? Oh, no, a real one. I have a real one. Really? It's just not hooked up to the phone but line. It's $200? But it's an old one. You can buy a new one for $270. This is a new one that's designed to look like an old one. It is an old one. Yeah. It's yeah, just they don't make them that much anymore. No, hard to get. Then they were like 30 bucks. Yeah, 270 
for a touch tone with the, with the curly wire. Yeah, this, that's what we have. Here? When did we swap dimensions? Was Remember it the particle to- collider in Europe? When did we move over to this weird space where everything's a million dollars and people don't talk? Well, you know, uh, girls used to do, with, but I used to uh, do the wire where I you cover your whole my, finger. I do it with my headphone yeah. wire still, over here. That's a girl thing. I do it like this, and then and then you What go, is that? I don't know. Yeah, it's a girl thing. Yeah, I'd be doing the Chinese finger trap with the <laughs> That's kid. exactly right. All right, so this guy, Marcel Paul, is an electrical engineer, and he's a student in Germany. Took a toy car, an RC car that's designed for a child, and modified it to reach the speed of 92.24 miles per hour. And you might be thinking, cool, who cares? Imagine that thing hits you in the leg. Yeah, it'll break your ankle. Pulverize oh, it. His goal was to exceed 88 miles per hour, threshold required for time travel and back to the future, but he Whoa. exceeded that by 92 miles an hour. I remember my 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 uh, first child, I bought him one of those, you know, the cars, the ones where you ride it, you know. You st- oh, yeah, you get in them and you can drive your own car? Yeah, yeah. He, it, it goes like a mile and a half an hour. It's so slow. <laughs> so one day I'm, I'm looking down the drive and he's coming up like, barreling up the driveway I'm like the hell so he found that somehow to rewire it he's like three or four he rewired it so it would go faster he crossed a bunch of wires and this thing's go tooling down the highway what yeah maybe you know should have gone into engineering well, I mean hey it's it's a lucrative business Police have announced the arrest of Ayoka Keith you probably don't know who she is she's also known as Carol Ann Sumner she has 649 arrest warrants. That's a little excessive. Arrested arrested for 322 felonies and 327 misdemeanors. How are you out of jail? She probably lives in New York. No, I don't know where she lives. Uh, Let's see, Pennsylvania, close enough. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't, I mean, after that many times, don't they just stop letting you out? At what point do you become such a repeat offender? They're they're felonies. She's actually has this lawyer, Steve Palmer, who's, Defended her for 28 years. His whole career has is built, her. Is her. He needs no other clients. <laughs> Isn't that something? All right. And finally, back to Gen Zers. Ghosting isn't just for dating anymore. Now Gen Zers are ghosting job interviews. Doesn't surprise me. That happens all the time at the diner. It's it's after a while. You know, when we first got the restaurant at the Barry the Barry Diner, we were shocked at some of the stuff. We were like, God, how can people do this? And then we realized, oh no, this is the way they operate. Really? Over and over again, they come in for the interview. They look good. They speak right, and everything was great. And they would go in the kitchen and do their stuff. And we'd say, okay, so you start Monday. Never show up. One after another, after or they another. They show up and two another. days later, they're like, my tummy hurts. No, what what is up. that? Why would you even bother going to the interview and doing the thing to just not go to the job? I don't know. Some of them actually take the job and start, and then, yeah, a day later, like they'll do a day or two, uh-huh. and then it's like, you know, well, my dog hurts, so I've got to go home. <laughs> my dog hurts. <laughs> Do you ever have anyone that you hire and you're like, that was a good hire, and then they do something you're like, oh, I regret that hire. Yeah. Every one of them? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Whopping 93% of Gen Zers told the global recruitment platform, which is, uh, I don't even know which one it is, job something, uh, that they they flaked out on the interview. 93%. Just didn't even show up for the interview. 87% managed to charm their way through the interview and never go in for the job after they were hired. You know what's so crazy, too, when you think about this, is there's so many businesses and so many companies. It's your company. You can do what you want. But uh, I know friends that are, like, trying to get jobs lately, and it's the process. First of all, it takes a 1,000 years. 
it takes forever. Then you go through one interview, and then you have an interview with one person, and then you have a second interview, and then that one's usually via Zoom, and then you get a review, and then a week later you get another call, and maybe you get an in-person interview, and then you do another thing before. It's so long, and they all all the interviews, every single one of them, ask you all the same questions. So the same thing you answered in the first interview is what you answer in the second interview, third interview, fourth interview, but it's with all different people. I don't know why you can't have one interview in the room with everybody. And then, it's, and then it's these age-old questions. Where do you uh, see yourself in five years? Right. Like, who, I don't blame them. Alive? Who, who wants to go on that kind of interview? Yeah, I know. This is Help Wanted. Finding the perfect match for unique job opportunities. Here is today's Help Wanted ad. Companies are hiring entry-level Gen Z employees. Take a break from bed rotting to find a rewarding career. Qualified applicants must actually show up for the interview, as in physically appear at the interview. And if you are hired, you actually must show up on your first day and go to the job at a prearranged time. It's called a work schedule. Ghosting meetings or your supervisor is frowned upon and is likely to result in termination, which is a bad thing. Gen Z is also encouraged to not complain about having to work while being at work, because that is why it's called work. So stand out amongst your Gen Z peers and actually show up, like five days a week, for 40 hours. Because that's how you get money. This has been Help Wanted, a public service of this station. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like his jokes. They're jokes, right? Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 